Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is No The Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right? Hopefully, I will soon be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. I do know that he is at a function tonight. Um, so I am anticipating, you know, his arrival, his readily arrival. All right? But in the meantime, in between time... We in the building family, so shout out to y'all, shout out to everyone who showed up to uh, join us for another phenomenal episode, you dig? Yes, indeed, if there's any, dis- you know, distortion in my voice, please let me know, because I am conveying this message through my computer, all right? And sometimes, you know, there's a little difficulty on the connection side of things. So, please feel free to let me know. I'm saying if my voice is coming through clear. Clear. Shout out to the family in the chat room. All right. As always, we ask that um, you take the link, make it available to your networks. You can either post the link on your Facebook you could tweet it on your Twitter. Alright, you could screenshot it, put it on Instagram, let them know that you're rocking with the best. Tell the family to come over, you know what I'm saying? Get some bona fide information, world of information, um, first class info that will not only better the family, but also, you know what I'm saying, those in their immediate surroundings as well. Plus, they can sound a little bit smarter at the barbecue. All right, the family cookout. So let me go and open up the line for my co-host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call up from the tree four seven three four seven six fifty. Peace, peace. Yeah, peace, peace. Uh-huh. Peace to the yes, yeah, yes, sir. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Notre Less Radio. This is your co-host, the Red Pillar. Uh-huh. What's good? But, uh man, I'm coming from uh, an event just now. Talk about it. You know, I had to fight myself to peel myself out of the chair because it was so compelling and filled with uh, information. You know what I mean? They have an event in the Brooklyn Museum going on right now as we speak with Erica Badu. Right now. Right now. That, I, I be trying to tell the family that 
and be types, you know, situations. Sacrifices get made. You just don't understand. All right, yo, family, we talking about Friday nights, and we talking about a Tuesday night, which is necessarily a new, that's an industry night for industry parties. That is industry night. Yeah, new releases, uh, people come into town and do their thing around this time. So we've probably, for over the four years, sacrificed our personal, our social, our social life is shot. You know what I mean? That's why that's why we so giddy at lectures. That's the only time we really get to get out. Is that uh at your favorite lecturer's lecture? You know what I mean? And um, I mean I you know I, you know how I've always felt about Erica Badu. You know. Let me okay. ask you something off the break. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna get um you know entrapped in this controversy because I have my own opinions as it pertains to this, but I, I did see the sister was trending this weekend with a picture that was surfing on the internet, you know what I'm saying? And that was a picture of her in Miami with um, a weave conditioned platinum blonde hair. Yeah, she talked about when the paparazzi sneaks up on you and catches you slipping, you know what I mean? She, she was dropping that. She's very wise, so when she speaks, she covers a lot of, you know, Questions that the family has, you know what I mean? Like, she's speech. telepathic. She could pick up on shit. Like, what were you talking about? No, 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 no. She's just wise <laughs> in in her whole approach to media and just her. Yeah, I think you know, she, she's social media savvy. You know what I'm saying? Savvy. So she's, that's what I'm saying. Through this whole interview, she's taking us back to the like. Come on, family, turn your cool off for a minute. You too, blue. I know you out there. You got your surfboard and shit. You're about to go surfing, you know, you're doing your Malibu thing, you know what I mean? You're selling Moringa by the pound and all of that. You know, I, I know you totally swagged out. you probably even growing a shag, you know what I mean? you on your mohawk this summer. But turn your cool off for a moment, please. Just turn your cool off and just go back with me, you know what I mean? I shared with um a friend of mine that I went to an event called Black August in Brooklyn in 2005. You remember that event? You invited me there. This was my first introduction yeah. to consciousness outside of a lecture. You know what I mean? This was my first introduction to the lifestyle of consciousness and what it felt like, smelled like, looked like, tasted like. You know what I mean? All of that was right there that night. Um, I called my mother. I called Umi up 3 o'clock in the morning and paid for a cab for her to come from the Bronx to come and see Erica Badu performing because of the, because of what she was doing to me. You know what I mean? I shed a tear for joy that night. I wasn't crying for no particular reason, it just touched me so and And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm being real revealing, family, so don't judge me. But she had the candles on the stage. She had she poured herself some tea and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, she was just so, you know, therapeutic in her approach that, that it touched me in a place that, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't used to being touched. You know what I mean? And, and it did something to me. And I, I said that day that, you know, Instead of waiting to the next lifetime, you know what I mean, I'm going to make it my duty to meet the sister one day, and we'll have a discussion about procreation, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a spirit like that, you know what I'm saying, she deserves to multiply herself by many times, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, she's sitting there today, and she's doing this interview, and she's just taking us all the way back through her beginning of the career, of her career She's very transparent. Um, 
she was just giving it up. The good thing about the whole situation is that we were taping it. Shout out to Turtle Gang. We brought the cameras in the building. So, yeah, we're taping that whole um, exchange that's taking place right now. But, you know, I'm in love again, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I kind of was cold on her for a minute, but I'm, I'm back in her web, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm I'm online right now checking flights to Dallas. Um, you know, I got permission to be polygamous, and I'm going in. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about it? Good night. You know, um, I said it's one of those nights on KTL, huh? I would say this, you know what I'm saying? I've seen the sentiments um directed towards her change. Um you know, I remember the Smurfs was the first ones that like really started hating on her. Yeah. They was throwing you know? a lot of shade. And y'all know who we talking about. Cut it out. All right. But they were they fetch water for her when she come to town though. That's that's yeah, just, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. That's what they do. That's how they that's hate. They, that's how, that's, yeah, that's how yeah, they that's hate. How they, <laughs> they hate you. Be that's like, I love hate. her so much that I hate her. So, you know, I seen them hating on her, and then, as always, you know what I'm saying, I got to see where they charters at. They must have some strong Uranus energy because that's how, you know, technology moves towards their hate. You know what I'm saying? They start hating on somebody's and the network start coming up with other all types of shit. And then, you know, she put herself in that situation. Well, first the the that video, the JFK video, saying some people didn't understand that when she got totally, ball. she totally broke that down. She totally broke de- she decoded it tonight. You know what I'm saying? Wonderful. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it's so it, it's so Refreshing to hear from the goddess, to hear from the queen family herself, not, herself. Yeah, herself. Like I always how say, how about that? How about that one? Like I, I always say, especially hey. because we live in the social media family. This is the first time since we've all been here. You know what I mean? I, yeah, we could talk about Moolantis and Lemuria and all of that, and the technology, the flat screens that we had back then. We're talking about in the last thousands, few thousand years, this is one of the first times that this experiment is in front of us called social media where everything is out there like that. You know what I mean? It just evolved. The gossip shit, you know what I mean? All of this does have evolved into what we know now, social media. So I have to learn to not take anything that I see, hear or see for the truth until it's coming out of the person's personal mouth who the situation or the story is about. And you could always tell a lie when you look a person in the eye and when they talk that shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are. You, you, We could pick up on your frequency, okay? So just hearing her explain the thinking, the thought process behind that video, how she was fully aware of what she did and why she did it and why she chose JFK, the grassy knoll, and JFK because they, the, um, the, the people who she got inspiration from picked it in Times Square and then JFK being a revolutionary, of the whole thing about Camelot that she wanted to capture, um, all kind of shit, yo. Like she went That's in, she went in, the group think, how the group think thing was about, 
society nowadays wanting to be loved and accepted, the whole social network, the social media aspect of life. And it's, you know, and nobody wants to be different. Nobody wants to be themselves. Nobody wants to stand out. So she was challenging that in that video with the whole group thing um, aspect. That was the motif behind it. So she was fully aware of what she was doing. She explained it in fine detail. Like I said, family, it's being captured. We got the content, you know what I mean, when uh, when this new KTL site launches, all of this video stuff that we have in the archives will be available to our members, all right? So just look forward to that. But, um, you know, that's what that is, you know what I mean, bad doing the building. I might go see her later on tonight. She's performing in Williamsburg with the underachievers and um, Captain Murphy, Flying Lotus, and the rest of the widows, you know what I'm saying, the creative geniuses. Let me let me not make fun of them. the creative geniuses that are out here that are basically yeah, reshaping. Like that. Don't do that. Now, now I'm not saying it in the in a bad way because I put a post up that says that that people will call you a weirdo until you're successful. Then they'll call you a genius. That shit is like a process. That's caterpillar butterfly. You got to be a weirdo first. Be comfortable with yeah. that. Yeah. your weirdo. Let me let me um, matter of fact, yeah. Because you know I, I experienced some of this energy this weekend. You know what I'm saying, and um, I happened to to log on, you know, to FB to do some promotions for tonight's event, and I came across this status, and I was like, I think that it's most appropriate, you know, if I get an opportunity to share this because there's always somebody in the crowd that could benefit from these particular expressions, and it was, it was um voting. You know my 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 mental sentiments, some things that I was thinking to myself and trying to come up with the words and wondering how can I express this. You know what I'm saying without um uh, uh, uh being too uh, exposed and 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 you know what I'm saying wearing my heart on my sleeve. You feel me? So this was a status written by my dude Bones Malone. Now I spoke many a times about. The, the influences that this brother has had on me, I used to read his articles when I was a youth, you know what I'm saying? And I was dreaming about becoming a journalist and writing for hip-hop in a way in which, you know, brought a whole new voice to that particular art form because nobody really had been able to, to mesh that fine line he had, you know what I'm saying, speaking for the streets, but also in a vernacular that was very eloquent, you know, but also holding that, that, that mirror to it where you could also see the grit and the grime, you know, bones and bones is somebody that in my eyes perfected that. So in a liter literary sense, he's a hero of mine. You heard? Yeah. He He's to me with what, Owen and, and Langston Hughes were to my to my to my father to my parents. In a sense, you know, I, I hail them up like that. So, this is what he wrote. He said the only reason that I have my family support and my career choice is because I can still earn a living from it. The moment that I can't, they'll be telling me that I should have never into the entertainment industry and that I should have taken a civil service job for benefits. <laughs> but why didn't you become a... I ain't getting to that. Until then, 
I'm reminded of the debt that I owe them for the support of my island just before the check comes. And even when it feels like their comments ruin my life, my health, or my confidence, I still believe in my capacity. When it's more than just money and envy is subtle, but jealousy is conspicuous, and even your father tries to stifle your progress. When every person is happy for you, but has a hidden agenda, and every story has three sides. When they say, I know how you feel, but you know it ain't real. This is where my inner voice was born, and it's during this private and dark comedy that every artist must answer that challenge with the aid of their God through the skillful use of this inspired vocation. All right? So, you know, hopefully the family was able to extract something from that number two. But that's very clear. And in a nutshell, I guess what he was saying is that, you know, sometimes family, family could be the ones, you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that are supposed to be manning the fan, the, the wind beneath your, your wings and shit, you know what I'm saying, to help you fly. But let you stumble, you know what I'm saying? Let you trip somewhere along the way. Yeah. And that fine juggling act that you're doing when you're holding the, 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 the goddamn roll on your shoulder and something spills over and shit, and then they switch over to the other side where the sideline haters is at, and they start pointing fingers with them and being like, yeah, yeah that motherfucker, I knew he couldn't do it. They pick up stones. Yeah, yeah your own family, the closest ones to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Get the closest to put the dagger in you. Trust yep. no one. Happened to me on plenty of occasions. This shit is brutal, family. Yeah, it's very brutal. But on a brighter note, I see that you took um, your son to the Metropolitan Museum and you perpetuated the family ritual that our father did for us. Yo, I had a wonderful weekend. Um, not only did I take my son to the museum, but my father took his son, and his son took his son, and he took his daughter. You know what I mean? And we basically, uh, we went to the Whitney Museum at first, and then we went to the Metropolitan Museum, and, you know, we went to the Sand Park and things of that nature. You feel me? Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah. it was yeah, it, it was, it was, it was one of the best weekends of this whole year that I could think back, you know, it trumped everything. Because I noticed so much on that in, in those few hours, but one of the things that I really cherished was the fact that, you know, I got my dad in my life, you know what I'm saying? I really, you know, was able to realize how how valuable that is and how important that is, you know what I mean, to have him there. You know, because it, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, I have no, even when you have your father in your life, that shit doesn't register the way that it's supposed to these days. You know what I mean? It's, it's tricky. It's, it has, it feels different than the whole mother aspect, the maternal aspect. But um, we went to the Whitney Museum. They have a uh, an exhibit there called Smoke for Blues. Now, I want to go real quick through this and just say that it was a wonderful exhibit. Uh, they had artists such as Mo- Ro- Romare Burden, um, 
They had Jacob Lawrence. For the family that's yeah. not familiar with uh, quote unquote melanated black art, please get familiar. This is a it's a world upon itself. It's part of your culture. So for all of us that like to talk about with culture and stuff, you know, Stan Lee is not a black artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> that doesn't count for black art. Like, find out about your your powerful black painters or Moorish painters, the ones who were responsible for the Renaissance, the Moors or the Kemites who have re, who reincarnated in their generation and did what, you know, and, and did the equivalent to what your ancient ancestors did on the walls of Kemet. Because when I went to the Metropolitan Museum and was able to go into the Kemetic room and observe the, the beautiful artwork of the steles and all of the paintings that they were doing in ancient Kemet, just coming out of the Metropolitan Museum, seeing Basquiat's work, Jacob Lawrence, and other people, I was able to draw the conclusion that these are the same spirits, okay? These are the same ancestors expressing themselves in different time periods, uh, time-space continuums, and things of that nature. So what I realized when I went to the exhibit in the Whitney Museum and I saw the way that they put together the exhibit, I said to myself that in the near, 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 near future, consciousness or the conscious community, rather, or, you know, the Whatever the people handle, title, whatever they give it to us, and I'm not talk. I'm talking about our our paradigm family. I'm talking about our paradigm that might start with a Drew Ali, a Marcus Garvey, and Elijah Muhammad, even going back into you know Pharaohs dynasties and things of that nature. But it's a narrow lineage, a narrow gener. I'm not talking about everybody in the whole collective. You feel what I'm saying? Like if we were talking about cats, I'm talking about lions. I'm not talking about everything else. So in the future, we're gonna have to be doing. We're gonna we're gonna put together now. We're going to put together some exhibits to show the world from an artistic point of view who we are. And that's what that exhibit did. It it, it brought about the whole artistic expression of soul and jazz in America, which is seen as two of the most important cultural institutions that were created on this land since they raised those flags up and banners and things of that nature. It was not rock and roll. It wasn't folk music. It wasn't yodeling. It was blues, right? Not rhythm and blues either. Not that R. Kelly shit. Not 12 play. Not to take away from what he did. Cause many of y'all came through that start. Y'all came through the portal because of Kells, all right? I'm talking about the blues singers from the Deep South, the mound builders from the Mississippi, from the mud, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, you know what I mean, Memphis, Tennessee, Tennessee, you know, ATL, and things of that nature, the architects, you know what I mean, and um, these were some magical people who did magical things. The collective, I saw, I saw how the collective is responsible for telling the story, if there are artists out there, if there are painters out there, if there are silk screeners out there, if there are poets out there, if there are songwriters, screenwriters, playwriters, all of these tehutis, these magicians, you know what I mean? You are being summoned to come forth and begin to take the images, to take the information, to take the art translated, take the pieces of coal that's being spread around and turn it into diamonds. Use your creative faculties to begin to create art. This is 
a renaissance that we are living in. I'm not sure if you are aware of that, but we are in the midst of a renaissance that had been taking place for about 20 years. I would say since the 80s, rather. But it's not complete because what I observed in the museum, in the Whitney Museum, we can't necessarily identify in this era or this generation with being as complete as they were in their era. So in order to complete the renaissance and move it into theater and move it into film and take it into higher places, into music, we need our artists to begin to wake up, begin to paint pictures of the great master teachers, begin to paint pictures of your pineal gland when it's activated, do translations and things like that. We we live in a digital era of digital media, things like that, mixed media. So we got a lot of work to do, you know what I'm saying? Especially if we come, especially if people are naming themselves after the great artists, the great architects, the great master masons. These were people that were creating works of art, monolithic works of art. That stood the, that stood the test of time. So to put a, to put together a piece of a painting on a canvas and it to be deemed a masterpiece is short of nothing that we can't be able to do, correct? Yeah, I agree. So I was totally blown away and inspired. I went downstairs. I bought two books from Basquiat. I bought a um, a book with a I bought a what else did I get? I got my son a Keith Haring color coloring book. So he he could begin his artistic journey, you know, because I'm speaking like this family because I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying, and I feel like I'm an unfulfilled artist. You can tell from the frustration. Um, I haven't really, you know, <laughs> took a, I haven't taken full advantage of the skills that I was blessed with or blessed with, you know what I mean? And um, I guess yeah, the world. I yeah, mean, I haven't. Huh? I said I guess as twins, you know. Shout out to Ra Coop. I got the uh, the sun be hitting us, you know what I'm saying, at conjunct points in our chart because I was going through the same melodramatic conversation with myself this weekend about how much I want to tap back into the artist in me, you know, the visual artist creating beautiful landscapes and, and caricatures and things of that nature. Because I also had an opportunity to spend some time this weekend with two two master artists. And, you know what I'm saying, I don't throw that word master around all over the place because I understand the significance of it. Um, but I was with Scorpion, the Scorpion Kings, uh, Ra Kool and A.A. Rashid. Yeah. Scorps. I mean, and all of us I are artists. I think we should just do a Scorps exhibit. We could just do a Scorps art exhibit, all Scorpions, and just do, it. just put yeah. our art up. You know what I mean? Scorpions, Scorpion Rising. You know, the top can have his whole gallery, a whole, a whole gallery for itself. AA can have I, a whole I, gallery. Yeah, I think you KT. know, digital art, visual art, that like we just need to have some sort of endowment period where scorpions could just express their true nature in terms of artists, whether that you know, it's a very whether they coming from a dark place, an elevated place, or it's all scorpionic. You know, and we all need an outlet at Scorpios, or um, we're gonna tear some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to focus on that. Um, but yeah, you know, I was around these Nobody, brothers. I don't think, yeah, I, I would love to see an investor in a room with eight Scorps. 
we, we walking out of there with that deal, homie. Straight up. We walking out of there with that deal. Yeah. Eight scores in the room. Yeah. We walking out with that deal and the building, maybe. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I'm, t- I'm just planting the seeds right now, family. You know how I do. I love to visualize. You know what I mean? This is my ritual. I love to get on this to on on the, on the airwaves and put these ideas, plant these seeds. You feel what I'm saying? I don't live in fear. I don't live in lack. You know what I mean? I live in abundance. So even if this idea sprouts, uh, you know, in someone else's mind and they carry it and do what they do, it matters not. As long as it's getting created, that's the important part. I'm going to do my part. You know what I'm saying? So this is something that I, I really going to work. Because remember, how many artists are in the conscious community? Bobby Hemmett is a master artist. Phil Valentine, master artist. A.A. Rashid, master artist. K.T. the Arts Degree, master artist. Um, Blue Pill, master artist. Red Pill, master artist. And these are just a handful. There's so many Cosmo, others. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo Physics. Cosmo Physician, master artist. And I'm. this is just a handful, family, so yeah, there are many others, you know what I'm saying? There are many others. There's people all over uh, Facebook. Uh, Phronic. Ain't Bro, Phronic is an artist. You know what I'm saying? He's an artist. Cause they, they, they out there. A lot of a lot there. of people are out there with the art, and that is a main avenue of expression that I don't think is oversaturated. We haven't really gotten there and, 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 and utilized you know, the merging of what we know and what we want to see. It's like the rappers when they say, you know, you get in the booth, but um, who is it on the show that was explaining the true calling of an artist is to create the reality that you want to see in the booth, not to talk about you seeing outside of your window all the time and yeah. adding on to that particular, you know what I'm saying, situation, but, you know, transcend it. Take it somewhere else. As the artist, you have that license. I think Bob Law was talking about that as well. You know, what I saying? think the real Rick as, Ross were the ones talking about that. It might have been okay. him. All right, then it could have been a real Rick Ross as well. But, yeah. You know, nonetheless, you have that ability as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Out here in California, it, it just gets. It's like you just gotta understand when you see that they have built a whole city around the expression of art, you know, and to endow the artist with the power and, and, and the, um, how would you say it? This, this known as like a testament, you know what I'm saying, to the power artist. You feel me? Yeah. It's in homage, you know what I'm saying? It's in homage to the artist. It's art everywhere in different forms of art, visual art, graffiti, the graffiti scene out here is bonkers. It's just mad. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the endless wall art is beautiful. You know what I mean? And just like I said, everything goes to the the entertainment industry, movie shit. You know, you know, props, um, just everything. Every anything that you could think of, you feel me? Is here. So, and this is just a beautiful place in terms of the landscape. I saw somebody in the chat talking about they want to take photography as a hobby. I've really taken a renewed interest in photography myself. You know what I'm saying? I posted some books, I mean, some pics on, on Facebook, and I didn't take those myself, you know what I'm saying? But I was kind of somewhat directing the shoot. But I did take some pictures, and I'm going to post them, 
you know, whenever I get a chance or what have you, just just my appreciation of the beauty that I see out here and the diversity and the artistic expression. Like, you really got to walk around every day with a camera. So, you know, the, the art show should be one filled with digital photography. It should be filled with digital animation. It should be filled with visual graphic art. It should be filled with sculpting. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can take a pair of scissors and cut something. Yo, whatever you want to do, there's no limit or cap on what somebody's artistic artistic expression is. If if Rashid call in or Rod Koo, we're going to tell you that we walked past the art gallery downtown L.A. this weekend. Yo, the shit looked like they went into a classroom with three-year-olds. You feel me? And they had yeah. the, the scissors making origami cuttings, and that shit was in a gallery, B. And they was asking biscuits for it. You feel me? Like, they wanted some De Niro. You feel me? Some serious yeah. fiat yeah. for some what, in my mind, I consider some mediocre art. In my mind, and I'm not knocking or hating nobody's shit. I'm just like, come on. I'm not pushing the envelope or the limit on what this art needs to be. But that's somebody else's expression, and they're winning as a result of that. So I can't take anything from it. I can only say that I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've already done in the realm of art, and I have to express that into the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm here for those reasons. You know what I'm saying? All different parts of me are unfolding and, and enveloping, and art main. You know what I'm saying? Science is another, and the merging and the melting of, of those two venues. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. But shout out to the town. Shout out to New York. I actually was getting a little homesick this weekend as well. Just thinking about how much I I, I love and why. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the town, man. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. So we're going we gonna, to trust me, man. You know, we, we I, and I, I appreciate, I like the fact that you come on the radio and you talk and you express your ideas and that does help people, you know what I'm saying? We get phone calls and people, especially artists that need that push because we all need push as artists, as people, period. You know what I'm saying? We all need that, okay? And that's very important and people are appreciative of it, appreciative, but you know, we we working on some things, and I ain't gonna talk on them until they materialize. That's how I'm gonna, you know, take this approach. You feel me? Because we we are in the lab, we are cooking, and beautiful things are about to be brought forth for the world. Indeed, no doubt. All right. So with that being said, you know. Um, there's so much to talk about, though, man. I, I really, we got to schedule one of those episodes in the near future with me and you just building, and uh, we're sharing some of the uh, upcoming projects and some of the things that are going on with the family. You know what I mean? It's very important that we keep everybody up to date with uh, some of the um, wonderful things that are occurring in the movement, you know what I mean, in the, in the, in the growth process. KTL, you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna to get to that. We're gonna we're gonna schedule yeah. something real soon. Yeah, let me can I speak on some upcoming shows or are you about to delve into tonight's cause nah. we're about forty minutes in? 
Huh? You can talk on you. You could build on it real quick, then we're gonna get into the show. Yeah, yeah. We have some amazing um, programs coming forth as well, family. You know what I'm saying? We are definitely keeping this thing moving forward. As always, I would uh, guess and I would um, how would you say it? I would implore the family to participate, making a donation to your. Uh, friendly neighborhood KTL radio station, you know, the station or the show that never stops giving, you can definitely feel free to give back. KTLmedia.com has a donation button because we do have some Fuego programming coming forth, okay? And, um, you know, it ain't going to stop, but always helps when we see the appreciation because at the end of the month, Block Talk still wants their bills. They don't want to hear how many programs we did, and, you know, they see the 100,000 downloads, and they like, come on. They ain't giving back? Oh, oh, oh. See the million downloads. No, I'm talking about monthly. You know what I'm saying? Oh. They tally up the 100,000 monthly. You know, they see the shows that got 10,000 downloads in a week and stuff like that. So, you know, they 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 know what it is, and they know what it ain't, unfortunately. <laughs> They like nigga, y'all ride around and getting it. They only know. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, this Friday, you know what I'm saying, talking about the magic of Hollywood and the magic of LA, you know what I'm saying? And this is not we're not ever doing this, you know what I'm saying? Just like the Hollywood Dakota series. We don't do this to big up with somebody's on a, on a, on a sound studio or sound stage doing by way of you know what I'm saying putting together these blockbusters you know that we delve in that world to extract the gems and explain to you what the mythos are behind these stories so we can show you who you are on those screens okay so you can stop just being a customer or a consumer of entertainment but you can actually be empowered by the message that is being downloaded into you because you are participating willingly in a ritual, whether you know it or not. And we try to make it as obvious for you to know it so you can be in a position of power when you actually are participating. You can actually put your hand behind the wand instead of being the one being cast upon. So Friday, we're going to have a actual Hollywood actor, okay, a participant, a member of quote-unquote Black Hollywood, our brother, Gano Grills, okay? Gano Grills is going to be here. He's going to bring along some surprise guests as well to tell you exactly what's going on in in the realm of, quote-unquote, Black Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? What's happening? Like, what magic is being used? How it's being utilized? And this is in preparation for a lecture that he's putting together in New York where he's going to be explaining... um, spirituality, you know what I'm saying, in a whole nother slant, um, you know, and to some this might be remedial, and to others, you know, it's very necessary to know the power of mantras, you know what I'm saying, to know angelic forces and how to tap into angelic forces, how to interpret what's being sent to you via communications, you know what I'm saying, um, like for instance, if if you have an affinity towards a number, 
you know what I'm saying, or you have an affinity towards a particular sign or what have you, you know, what does that communication mean to you? Not to me, but to you, you know what I'm saying? So the brother's going to, you know, be coming forth and explaining how to do things such as set up your altar and tap into these cosmic energies, all right? And then the um, following Tuesday, okay, what we believe is uh, yeah, Tuesday, that's Tuesday. You hear me?
and she is also one half of the uh, the duo of Roz Mariah Bay and Taj Tariq Bay, who was also another teacher in the Morris class, uh, Morris Heritage and Civics on Wednesday. So it is our honor to open up the floor tonight for our sister Roz Mariah Bay. All right, family. So tonight's episode is entitled Relationships and Astrologics. Join us tonight on Nota Ledge Radio as we proudly welcome Sister Rosmariah Bay as she presents Relationships and Astrologics, a preview of her upcoming May 5th lecture entitled Sexual Relationships and Its Magical Effects on Our Lives, featuring Brother Azazel and Sister Majaid. We will also build on her weekly Wednesday class, Morris Civics and Heritage class in Harlem at the National Black Theater, Morris News, updates and announcements, as well as special guests. Break out the pads and pencils. This is surely going to be one of those fact-filled, information-laden, gym-dropping episodes. Class is in session. So without any further ado, we want to go to the 609-404. Peace. Welcome to No Radio. Peace. Islam. Islam, this is Sister Raj Mariah Bay. Wow, thank you. Islam, peace and love to all. Uh, you know, welcome back. Yeah, how about First that? Foremost, welcome back to the program. Um, peace. Yes, indeed. Hold on, I just got to give you your your your. For free DVD. I'm going to ask a question to anybody in the chat room for a free DVD. I want to see how astute the the the, uh, the the family is, all right? What was Sister Roz Mariah Bay's first show on Know the Ledge Radio, if anybody? What was the first time she came on our show? I'm going to count to about 30, and then we'll get to you real quick. All right. The first of what year? Okay, people are trying to answer it. Wow. I'm going to count down to 10, and then we're going to close up the uh, the floor. <laughs> Nine, eight, seven. They just going backwards in the years. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. All right. She appeared on our very, very first episode, the inaugural episode of Know the Ledge Radio. Our very first guest, Sister Rosa Mariah Bay. Wow. You are responsible for mooring the ship, this Nebuchadnezzar, you know what I mean? The ship that is still the Starship Enterprise, that's still floating through the cosmos, you know what I mean, through the Akashic Records. We're still on that journey, but you were there for the initial launch of this ship right here. You know what I mean? You officially moored the ship, and it was the confidence and the blessings, the blessings that you gave us on Noble Drew Ali's birthday, um, the ritual that we did to inaugurate and to begin our our journey, you know what I mean, our endeavor, that we had no idea how it was going to turn out. We did not know it was going to be 
launched on Tuesday and Friday at 9 p.m. All of this stuff came about through the spirit, through, through just through the mm-hmm. energy that was out there, and it steered us in this way. But you made it mm-hmm. ever so comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, Brother Valentine came on later on, and mm-hmm. we had a few callers, but you was hanging in there with us. You stuck it in. And, and I remember me and you started out the year, that year, because that was January 8th, but I had the confidence to begin my own show and to make a major move to put my, my best foot forward because me and you brought in the New Year's or the fiscal New Year's on Sister Nikki Love's show that year. Do you remember that? Um, No, I don't. Oh, yes, yes, I do remember that. Now, what year yeah. was that, though? That was 2009. It was ending 2009. Yeah. I think it was yes. ending, yeah, it might have been ending nine going into eight, and we did the New Year's show. We were on the show when the ball dropped, and we were talking about right. the Moors. Yeah, we were talking about the Moorish Empire. We were talking about the law, the lawful aspect of the legal aspect of the Moors, um, nationality and things of that nature. We were introducing that information to her wide, her, her, um, her audience. It was a beautiful right. show, too. Yeah, it was a beautiful show. We had fun. And, and I think I was traveling from um, the Empire you were, State Yeah, back you then. were traveling. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. I was leaving the New York uh, territory. That's right. I remember. Yeah. I do re- I do recall that. Wow. Yeah. That was um, 2009. You know, you're talking 10, 11, four years ago. Indeed. We're on our fourth cycle. Wow. And I remember that night after the Nikki Love show, I was like, there has to be something that we could that we could do to help people explain because I'm tired of getting on these shows and have you know what I mean? Like I felt powerless because it was like the information needed a home. I didn't mm-hmm. want to continue to go on other people's platform and, you know, have to explain what was going on. I was like, let me just create my own, bring our people on, show people through the through the through the the through showing what unity actually sounds like, not just talk about it, not profess it, but you know secretly work against everybody or secretly be the biggest disunifier because that's what a lot of these charlatans will do. They'll get up mm-hmm. there and say that we are about unity, we need unity, we need to come together, we need to, you know, my brother is my brother's, I'm my brother's keeper, but you never see them do anything to help. Um, their brother or their sister or to help introduce them into their audience or their crowd. You know what I mean? They'll create mm-hmm. these these little cult-like groups and whatnot and, you know, talk crazy about all, every other teacher that exists, even the dead ones, mm-hmm. even the ones that are ancestors. They'll defame mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and uh, assassinate their characters so they can have this small flock to worship yes. them. Yes, that's so, exactly why they, why they do it. Because of course, no, let me of course. this club loose and it Yeah, it's, it's the club mentality. Um, so it um, is. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the information doesn't just. You're right. It needs a home. Uh, I think you said that best because in reality, the information is so so strong and important, um, especially for the generations coming in. You know, but you know, that's just the cycles <laughs> because there really is no time. But it it it, it it needs a home, institutions of learning, I mean, on every level, every level. So for everybody who can make that um, happen, you know, it's a wonderful thing because there's no 
uh, denying or turning back or there's nowhere to go. It is what it is, you know. Well, and, you have, uh, yeah, you've created a home for the knowledge. You've created, um, you know, you've created uh, a center for education, you know what I mean? You've, you've created an institution by having the Wednesday classes, you know, a continuous, because we never missed the Wednesday. I think there might have been two times where there were no Wednesday class due to weather conditions. But mm-hmm. other than that, you've consistently have been able to open the doors. It started out at the Soul Brothers Cafe with Brother Sutek, uh-huh. and Brother Jack back then. Mm-hmm. Then it went into mm-hmm. the, um, I believe it was the old Barry and Dempsey Center. No, actually, it went straight from there with the with the um, assistance of Bambada uh, to yeah. the National Theater. But what happened at one point around the time you're talking about, they were doing some something in the building or closed the building down or something, and we had to have a couple of classes around the corner in that center that you're talking about. Oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm. how many years have has this been going ongoing? Well, you know, you said it. I've never thought about it. You said the sister with the longest standing classes in New York, and I never thought about it. But we in the are, whole state, look in the whole entire state, dealing with wow. consciousness. There's no other class that even comes close to the to the amount of time that you have been consistent with nationalizing and teaching and continuously packing the room, nobody else that I know of. You know, you may have groups and organizations that come together, but we're talking about an open-door group, an open-door policy. You know what I mean? People are continuously, every every week when you ask who's new in here, there are always hands going up. So that means that something is still, something is being mm-hmm. done, seeds are being planted. Yes. Um, what, we, what, we, what we've um, done is made it, uh, open door um or round table as you would say no 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 beginning no end so that people could come in we've seen people oh, especially in this movement actually we're we're in September we will have completed our seventh year so we're in the seventh year right now which is the year of order um but we we've made it so that it, it it's not a club you, you know you don't you don't have to um subscribe or necessarily you just want to come and get information and the doors are always open for that. And I've seen a lot of people go all the way around. Like you mentioned earlier about some people who uh, they want to tell you this, this, or that um, so that they can have a flock or as you call it or whatever like that. And I've seen them come and sort of what we call get sheared at the door, go in a different direction but then the door is always open to come back because this is a, a sojourn that is for each part, you know, it's a personal sojourn, you know, um, and people will, as as it, as it said, is that you will gain back your heritage and your lost estate in a conflict that can't be told in words. So everybody's sojourn is a little different. We keep the doors open because the deal is to for everyone to come to that one unified, as you mentioned, unified state of mind. It has to happen and it will. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to all of the industrious Moors that have come through that door throughout the years, Uh, the brothers and sisters who went forward and created their own movements, 
um, and also took the information and went ahead and spread it and helped improve uh, other people's lives and things of that nature, Islam to all of you brothers and sisters, because we've I've seen many of teachers come and drink from that well right there. Many of teachers come in humble students sitting at the feet of the masters, you know what I mean? And, you know, they got the information, and then they uh, they decided that there was their time to uh, go forward, you know what I mean, and, and, and create their movement. So shout out to everybody who benefited and, um, you know, who walked like through the door, and even the ones who will walk through the door in the future. I'd like to see it as all one movement because even um, when Prophet Noble Jalali was on the scene, he said, go out on my word, you know, and that was the teaching that he had already given, you know. He had done the research. He had done, you know, gave everybody what they really needed and people have to take it in their own degrees. And then he said, go out on my word. And that's the one word. That's the universe. Yeah, so. I had a, um, yeah, I asked myself this question about two weekends ago, I was uh, shooting a music video for a Spaniard. I meant to tell you this in class. We uh, actually have the CD right here. This was a Spaniard, a European, right, by the name mm-hmm. of Miguel Angel Chastain. I'll put that in a chat for the family. Look up him, look his music up. Miguel Angel Chastain. We were shooting a video, and we were going... It is uh, based around Harlem. It's, a, it's an instrumental album, you know, a jazz album that deals with Harlem. So we were going around Harlem shooting footage of different scenery, you know, different just the scenery and the different groups of people out there, people vending, walking, and things of that nature. And I began noticing that, you know, wow, there's a lot of, um, you know, conscious or, or social political groups out here. I saw the Israelites, those brothers were like, we went into the Bronx. They were out in the Bronx. They were in Brooklyn. They were on 42nd Street later that night, and they were in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And these were different mm-hmm. ones, but they all had that look, you know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. that look. Yeah, I know that look. <laughs> you know those bracelets and things like those high boots. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were all, uh, they were all, you know, around, and I saw the Nation of Islam, they were selling the papers, doing their thing and whatnot. And then something hit me, and I said, wait a minute, for the life of me, like now that I think about it, now that I really process this thought, I've never really seen Moors in the streets. And this is a this is a big movement. Like this, more, you know, the Moors thing is a it's, a, it's a, it's a wave. You know what I mean? Like people are waking up, you got, uh, celebrities calling them, changing their names, you know, nationalizing and stuff like that, and bringing awareness to the world. And for some reason, I don't see the Moors in the streets demonstrating the way that I see these other organizations. I just wanted to ask you because I know that you did at some point. You were on the streets. You were out there before, you know, in, in on on the streets of Harlem, disseminating information and things like that, but not. Why would you think that uh, different temples and different organizations and different moors, even the moors that don't belong to any temples or organizations, why don't we see them in the street spreading literature and getting the word out of the information of what's really going on to the people? All right. That's a a beautiful, beautiful question. Um, Now, 
You're right. Uh, originally, I was out on 125th in front of the juice bar where it's so location-wise, and I remember Brother Azariah, he always had a place for us, and we met you out there, actually. And um, uh, from there, it came inside to uh, what, um, Jack's place on 128th, I believe, and then from there um, into the theater uh, at the request of the people who wanted to hear more. Um, I still consider myself as being out in the street, actually, uh, personally. I, I still am. I'm out every Wednesday. I'm out there every, you know, another day I'm here and another day. So I, I am personally still out there along with some others. Um, but that question actually and directly goes to the uh, first, I'll say to the information and and its actual power. It's so powerful. It's like cutting on the light, and some people don't want the light. But you add that to the fact that uh, that people need to know that it is in fact a missionary program. When you look at all of the charters and things that were put together, it is a missionary program. But yet nobody's out there on the on, on the hedges and the highways. You know, when you get your uh, all the uh, grand sheet. sheet uh, their charters or their, which is really a theologian degree, it says hedges and the highways. So now there was a major, major infiltration of this movement back in, um, well, let's say in the, after Prophet Nubujirali or really before he passed form, but in the early 30s, there was a major infiltration and a lot of the a lot of the groups you have out now are absolute splinters from that teaching for various reasons. They went various ways. I mean, you know, that includes, this is in our book called uh, Bringing the People Back to the Constitutional Fold, and it lists all of those groups, you know, like the Temple of Islam is the original name for the Nation of Islam. Um, you had Daddy Grace, Father Divine, um, you know, you, there's, there's a bunch of them in there. So, so again, we go to well, you know what what was so powerful that made people not go in to or c- come out to be out on the street. Now I read out of the three thousand and some odd FBI papers, I know I read at least two thousand of them uh, until I saw the redundancy. And one of the things that happened with the infiltration is that people split people who were in different temples when they started especially in the 40s when it was the Japan war, they were saying, you know, that we were, that Moors were, you know, siding with them and going to try to take over. Some just crazy stuff that they do, Colintel does. Um, I read those, and, I, and what I saw was, from the readings, was that the Moors who were in temples, the temples themselves are an institution, initiate to bring people in, and it's like it's like a hospital to fix the problem, and then you go out. And a lot of the people were not finished being groomed uh, with what they needed to know. And the what happened when the infiltration came, or when Prophet Ali left, nobody could really fill his shoe, his shoes. But there was enough information. But the split came, and the infiltration came, and they put uh, um, um, agents in the place to make the Moorish Divine and National Movement, which is the umbrella, this whole movement appear to be a religious choice 
without knowing what religion really is, because religion is law ordering governing law ordering governing principles. But the dogmatic religion that's 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 one thing that happened, and so when you looked at the different temples that were across the nation, they everybody started talking because Cointel started coming and asking questions, and from what I read. They did not have the right answers at all. They were not studied enough. They did not know what they needed to know from what I read, and I can point that out. And um, the temples themselves stopped talking to each other. Everybody was hush-hush, don't say anything, you know. Somebody's, somebody's talking. And from there, it burst what I see as a hush-hush, don't talk, and now you've got different sects, I mean, sections, sects of 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 um, uh, 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 Moorish science temples, or I'd rather say, as it was, because I've seen the chart of Moorish holy temple of science, because the Moorish holy temple of science was the was the name that was uh, given, and then the Moorish, and then that that was called for short Moorish temple of science, which is all up in the FBI records. They call it the Moorish temple of science, which is a short for the Moorish holy temple of science. And then from there, in 1928, came the MST of A. Now, you know, uh, somewhere right there, that's where the infiltration actually came came in at. So nobody wanted to talk to anybody. And to me, nobody got anywhere. Everybody stayed right where they were. Nobody wanted to talk to, the, to their own brethren, you know, in another temple because no one knew who was saying what because somebody was saying a lot, you know. And it really was not that somebody was saying a lot. It was that it was infiltrated like all others. But they couldn't just infiltrate it and, and as they usually do because it would come right back together. So what they had to do was put agents in place and make sure that one thought that it was a religious organization. And what's so weird about that is that if you read the uh, charters, an organization, they all say a civic organization, except for the MSTFA. It says a civic organization, you know, which is teaching um, uh, politics and civics, actually. So I think that was part of making sure that, you know, it stayed uh, down because you can call yourself anything you want, anything you want, Negro, call it black, it's European. But the moment you say more, everybody shakes in their boots. I mean, really, it's like it's real clear, mm-hmm. you know, what that is. So their efforts to destroy it. Now you add what you were talking about, other people who want to lead other people and have a flock, and you got one big mess. So if you or anyone listening or myself or whoever can, can see that for what it is and still stay on this path, Believe me, that path will be kind of narrow because there won't be too many on it because it requires study to really look at this thing for what it really is. Yes, it and, does. And, and I say that too because every one of them, they say they're in the temples as leaders of the temples because, you know, as, as the prophet established them, they're perfect, but as they're being run, it's not. It's not. You never see them out in the street, you know. I get a kind of smug, I get a kind of smug attitude from some of them, you know. I, you mm-hmm. know, like this is unhumble ego thing, and then you know you got to deal with the fact that we're dealing with with brothers, you know, sons sometimes, and I'm not knocking it, but 
you know, uh, they deal with intellect, but not (laughs) not intuition. (laughs) Because she is she, and it's not he. (laughs) I mean, you know, and I've I've been putting together something to present to to the class when I get back Mm -hmm. up there and teach again, and I want to say thank you for allowing me in July to do that four-week Moors in Antiquity four-part series that has uh, Mm -hmm. been very dear to me. I've I've gotten so much feedback and support for that DVD, for those DVDs. I want to say thanks for that. But, um, Great, because you did good work. You did some. You did some extensive work. So you know, we thank you for that. You brought yeah, out well, that, yeah, it goes. Well, um, thank you. It goes back into what you were saying about the importance of studying. And I actually, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went in for many years studying the uh, the information, and I have more years ahead of me to continue to study because. It's an ongoing process that will never end. I'm always evolving due to the information that I'm being exposed to and the level of information, even every Tuesday and Friday, like every week. You know, you, you've seen me over the years. It, this information transforms me. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> one thing that I know is if our Morris brothers, because remember, I'm of the generation, your son is of my generation, you know, mm-hmm. and you you know what we, you know what we're capable of doing, and you know mm-hmm. where we come from, and where the uh, the generation that we like to um, initiate, we like to take action. We love to be in, you know, we love to get our feet in the dirt. We love to get our hands in the dirt, and we like we love mm-hmm. to get out there and get in people's faces for the right reasons, of course, and mm-hmm. you know to create. You know what I mean? Uh, like like the Moors of ancient are now are known for being. You know what I mean? Just shakers and movers. You know what I mean? Trent said it's trailblazers. And I know mm-hmm. that if the brothers in the temples and the brothers that are not in the temples, but every all of the, bro- the brothers that claim to be Moors would understand what you're talking about in terms of what ha- would happen, the history, the correct history, and what mm-hmm. needs to be done in order to create true unity, and then we'll begin mm-hmm. to see a real nation rising. Because it, it exists in thought at this point. It's like you point out when people ask you about nationalizing, you say, you know, you, you, you clearly explain to them that, first of all, it begins in the heart and the mind, mm-hmm. and then it's going to take the people coming together. Some, it's not a process that is, um, uh, it's not an individual or an independent task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's interesting because the nation really, and, you know, we want to clear these things up, the nation really already exists. Many people may not recognize that, and, and, and I know that because I, I'll hear people saying, and I recall this when I first came involved, which is, what, 13, 14 years ago, um, you know, we're going to start a new nation. And I'm thinking, a new nation and a new government? What do you mean? This is our government. This is our nation. You know, so upon doing studies and going into the congressional records, you find that to be absolutely the truth. And, you know, in a nutshell, you recognize that, you know, uh, bringing the Europeans into the constitutional fold of uh, colonists, the modern Europeans, into the constitutional fold of government, he, government here and seeing that, you know, Everybody will be treated equally, um, well, not really equally, but everybody will be treated, every national will be treated, you know, as a national. And here's the laws 
Here's the rules of the land right here. And all of you are trustees to the estate, which is the Morris estate. And here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, and they say, well, it's a new world order. Well, everybody has to follow these laws of the land, and they, the trustees, uh, have violated that. So, therefore, they've, they've uh, forfeited or forfeited it on its way in, 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 uh, in existence. But there's so many of us that don't even recognize what's going on. You know, so what we need to rec- know, know is that the nation, you can't, it's not starting a new, not only people that can, it, you're not starting a new nation. We are from the ancient ones. We, it is a nation. That nationality is unity, and, 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 and your nationality comes from your mother. So only, you know, women start nations, not sons. And so, or, or, or even you don't start it on paper like that. You know, it's like we're going to start a new nation and we're going to have our own. Here's a simple. Here's a simple way to know. You have five things. You've got a. You've got a, a, a seal. This is what a nation is. A seal. Yes. A flag of the people, which is the national flag. You've got a constitution. Absolutely, the constituencies, right? You've got the land. And fifth is the people themselves. So now when you hear people say, well, we're the nation of whatever or the nation of this, if they don't have those things, then they're not a nation. And if they're here on this land, that is what the nation is. It's the Moorish nation, period. It's all in the congressional records. Everybody's a subject of that. We think that we have to prove otherwise if the script is really flipped. Even Europeans, they have to prove they're subjects of the Moorish nation unless they can otherwise prove that they naturalize somewhere else. Then you have to understand that if you're a naturalized citizen, you have no political jurisdiction in another nation's land. You don't. You just have certain privileges. You know, so we say we're going to start a new nation, but this is our nation. These are the laws of the land. And we, this is why, this is why, and this is like priceless, really, Prophet Noble Jali said to enforce the Constitution because everyone must um, uh, answer up to a name and a nationality, you know. And then you have the uh, international community supporting that fact, and you know they're saying every child has a right to a name and a nationality, you know. Uh, that's Principle Three and Article Fifteen and the uh, Human Rights Declaration of Human Rights. You know the same thing, and they they can change it. They, whether they ever wrote those things or not, that's still what it is. You know what I'm saying? But they're supporting that. They're supporting that. So when you look at people saying we're going to start a no, no, the nation is out. Back to your original question. The nation is out there not knowing who they are, needing to have what I would call a Moorish renaissance now, you know. And, no, that's what we're uh, talking about. Yeah. Hold on. That's long overdue. I didn't want to. Say <laughs> yeah, that that you know, and you know what makes us so so wonderful? If you really want it, you know that it's a beautiful thing coming up. That institutions of learning. So all that research say that you pulled, uh, like that, and um, the, the, like even the prophet said, he said you have an illustrious history. So what did he do? 
Because remember, he said the half has not been told, and I can understand that because I have actually sat there and watched people who want to hear what's being said, and I have watched them go to sleep. He said, you know, if I tell you everything, you'll go to sleep. And they want the information, but their brain is so busy trying to throw out the old stuff so they can have room for this new stuff, but they go to sleep right in front of you, right? You know, <laughs> it's like a computer. A computer fizzes out. And and what's really happening is they're having an exorcism so that they can have the baptism, which, you know, represents waters of knowledge. And, and so... <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching it. You're like watching it happen, you know. So, so if we get this, we have a beautiful future in front of us, and and this is for the young and yet unborn. Now that's literal, and that's also the baptism and the exorcism, because you know, like they say in most dogma, they'll say I'm born again. They don't even know what that means. It means what I just said. It means having an exorcism and a baptism, and it doesn't really matter what age you are at that point. But for the most part, the reason why the younger generation can be freed from this is because once one thing is is that they are um, they are the the ancestors return number one, and number two, and they're not taking any shorts, and number two, they're not tied. See, this whole thing is about jurisdiction. It's all about what you claim to be under in terms of jurisdiction. So the younger generation is not tied to all of those corporate ties and those themed contracts that, that, that most people got to try to figure out how to claim to get out of which because they're, they're not really contracts. But in order to do that, you got to know law. You got to know what those things are. The younger generation, they're never tied to it. So they don't have to, uh, you know, have the same struggle at all. It's a beautiful time. And if we could get the sisters to recognize that the first school room is their womb and let these babies come out knowing what they know, I mean, it's a wrap. It's over. Because well, corporations are falling. Indeed. So that takes us directly into our segment for the night. And that would be the topic for the night which is relationships and astrologics. So that was a perfect segue because we're now we're going to talk about the aspects of relationships and astrologics that will empower these sisters, these mothers, to have this information and this knowledge so they can begin a more in-depth process at um, you know, choosing and selecting and actually reading their um you know, their mates, and that's vice versa as well for the brothers as well because if there's one thing that I do know, hmm. we could talk about arithmetic and everything else, calculus or whatever, and serious star systems and taxes and economics and religion and occultism and Gnosticism and agnosticism and all of these things. But the most important thing to all of almost I can speak for, I can't speak for all of us. I can speak for myself, and I could just say that I'm assuming that I'm speaking for the majority. The relationships are basically rules everything around us. Sure. Cause you, you know, you're mixing with energies. Indeed. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. This is something that is over so, it, it, it's looked over a lot. It's not discussed and it's not spoken of. 
in um in finer detail in my humble opinion in society and a lot of people mm-hmm. are walking around with misconstrued concepts and mm-hmm. warped warped senses of reality warped I'm talking about just completely warped senses of <laughs> you know what love is uh mm-hmm. what relationships are you know mm-hmm. what relationships are about so I want to just delve into what is going to be discussed on May 5th. You know, I know you have a, a reservoir of knowledge and information when it comes to astrologics and things of that nature, but I really want to empower the audience tonight and also the family that's going to be listening in the archives with information that they can use specifically with this, this science, this discipline, in order to correct some of their, their situations. Well, I, I tell you, the the the, the uh, Azariah, Azaziel, and uh, Majaid, uh, they I've seen um, some of uh, what he's going to get into, and I mean, well, I saw the drawing because we 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 created and we have have it on the site under the Return of the Matriarch, where we talk about the relation first off with the the woman and the her son. And see, this is what this is what we cannot forget. But it's such a sensitive topic that um, I, I, you know, myself, I'm I'm going to do fundamental. Well, I'm not say everything I'm going to do, but as far as astrologics is concerned, we're talking about en- uh, energies and the elements, you know, force and the power and what it comes through, um, and it's so fundamental that. You know, our, we're supposed to be going to sending our children to school or teaching them in the womb, really, the 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 elementary. So, that you know, they have you going to elementary school, but, you know, look at that, elementary. That means the elements because on a very basic level, I'll give you an example about relationships, for instance, when you're dealing with elements. When you know what your energy is, let's say fire and and and. and and water. Now, just for all intents and purposes, we're going to say that this person is a fire sign and the other one is a water sign, right? One is an outgoing yeah. energy, one is an incoming, but they're not complementary to each other at all because fire and water is not complementary to each other. They, you know, one's going to be, if the fire sign is near the water sign, um, example, you'll come in, you're sitting down, nobody's done anything, and the water sign person begins to feel agitated and then the fire sign person is like I don't know what's wrong what's the problem well you know put a pot of water on the stove and eventually uh, under the fire and eventually it will be evaporated it's gone Mm -hmm. and then when you have these types of relationships and you're trying to hold on and then at some point it could get volatile where the water over over takes over and drowns out the fire. It doesn't matter which gender the party is. See, that doesn't matter. We're talking about the elements. So that won't work. You're going to have some problems. And this is why, you know, um, you, you know, back in the day they used to say that people would choose the mates or that they were going to mix their blood with. Arrange um, 
Yeah, they call them arranged marriages, but it really was about the elements. It's like don't even bother. This is what's killing. This is what's killing us because we're going through these and we're having emotional trauma. And the truth is, sons have a much, 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 much more emotional than women, um, than 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 a woman. Absolutely, even though I know they've been told to flip the script, but that's exactly what has happened. They flip the script. It's not true. So and and if you do have you can have damaged women with these relationships because they're forcing elements that don't work and you can also have damaged you know uh, uh, sons you can you can have both <laughs> and usually um, you know you you can it, when the son is damaged he's already emotionally just done he he doesn't even have any. Any feelings, and that's why a lot of the sons can go out and do what we say seems to be disrespectful, or you know, to 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 a sister. But in the end, it's really the mother's fault. It's the mother's fault because she is the one who's lacking and who fell in terms of falling humanity, and she's raising her children and her sons as well to be lacking as well. So it, it you know, it's funny because. When we say certain things, sometimes the sons get offended, you know. They, they hear, you know, we could say one thing and they'll hear that that we just, you know, man bash them. No, we didn't man bash you, but that's what they hear, you know. And it's part of because, you know, all it is is putting things in order. And it's part of because of the indoctrination that has happened. And, and again, it goes back to the woman's fault because these are her children, you know, and they, she should not be exposing them to wrong institutions of learning, definitely not, you know, these European systems, because we all know that they lie and we know what their intent is. I mean, they've wiped out, they've wiped out in terms of books the entire history and truth, the truth about America and the forming of and the whole thing. It's just gone. So we, we have to really take a long – that's why I'm saying the future that's coming – is a great time because we're going to have to, as as you stated, have a a forum for learning and lots of them, lots of them. It's a great time for the generations coming in or the time coming in for people to take hold of this, you know, because it's much to learn, much to learn. But, uh, Basically, as I said, you know, fire and, and water, not going to happen. Water and air, not going to really happen. The only thing that happens with a water sign and an air sign, and I'm sure there's people out there that can relate, is the air sign will bring bring um, air, oxygen, to the vegetation, to the vegetation in the water. But it will not, but it, is, it, it causes a, 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 a bubbly Fizz that fizzes out because the water doesn't necessarily always take heed to what to what's being said. There's no cohesiveness there. Um, the 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 there's a, a another way for each person to really get a little bit more in depth in terms of their relationships, and I think this is um, this is really important because some people have in their chart, as I said, there's outgoing energy and incoming energy, known as positive and negative, or yin and yang, you know, or male and feminine, or masculine and feminine. They're, they're, they're all the same thing. 
and they really are polarities. So let's say you have eight masculine signs, just, you know, because, you know, fire signs are air are masculine, water mm-hmm. and earth are feminine. Now let's just say in your chart you have activity in eight masculine signs or feminine signs. You will not. That's that's the underlying that's the real key. You will not be able to get along or or have a really good relationship because that's an abundance. That's an, sort of an abundance. But you because we're only talking, you know, twelve, ten. You will not be able to get along unless the other person has eight feminine. Nobody ever looks at that type of reading, but that's the real deal because it's the click. It has to be the it has to be the polarity that clicks. You know, so that's another way of reading a chart and dealing with um, the elements and the energies. And, you know, we used to make sure that we did not conceive uh, a child that was going to be out of harmony with their own, what we call trinity, meaning their sun, their moon, and their rising. You know, um, and and I'll tell you, I'll give that an example of that, and then I'll yield because this is very important when it comes to navigating through and getting a, a mate, or if that's what you're doing, a relation, having a relate, a relating with others and with um, partner that either sexual or not sexual, you know, and that is that, yeah, because see, it's it's a, it's tried and true, tried and true. So if you, for instance, have um. Your fire sign, but your moon is earth, and let's say your rising is earth. You're the person that feels like you just cannot express yourself the way you want to. Like what you're thinking and what you want to do just doesn't happen because the earth is putting out your fire, and you got a double earth on the fire. You know, mm-hmm. think right, and something. What you do is you look and see where these elements are. You may be in harmony with your soul, which is the moon sign, which is your real soul, who you really are. And the sun sign is only the characteristics in which you will express who you really are. And then your rising sign is how you present who you are. But let's say the rising sign is out of sync with the elements. It just doesn't go. So that means that you're all right, but you present yourself wrong. You see what I'm saying? Indeed. Okay, those are the kinds of things we have to look at because then you got to look at yourself. How are you going to mate up with someone else when you don't know who you are and what and, and what's going on with yourself? You can't do it. Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. You know? So, you know... Uh, <laughs> You know, and then the people try to make you feel like something wrong with you, you know? Um, and astrology lets you find out what's right with you. And also, when you have um, configurations, what you need to work on yourself. And yes. and we're all, we've all been pushed into this, you know, cookie cutter type thing, and it's just not happening. Interesting. Mhm. And then, but here, now here's really this is really important. Let's say you're with a uh, your mate, 
and uh, y'all are all screwed up. Y'all, y'all, you know, y'all fighting battles because you're elementally out of sync. Then you go and have a child. Oh boy, what do you think you're going to produce? Mm. Yeah, and the cycle just keeps going on and on and on. And then there's people who are attracted. This is where you get into the sexual thing. See, a lot of people don't realize that sometimes you're only attracted to someone because they may be in harmony with your rising sign, which means presentation. But just because it looks good don't mean it is good for you. You know, they say that kind of stuff. Well, it's based Man. in. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's they don't trust based. the big button and smile. That's the new one. Huh? They say you don't trust the big button and smile. That's they. <laughs> That was the '80s version to that, right there. Oh, is that what you? Is that what you sons are learning now? <laughs> well, that was that was you know that was like the the, the new Jack Swing version of that uh, age old adage, mm-hmm. but it, all, it it changes form, but it still is the same though. You know, it is. Don't read a book a by principle. its cover. Grass green right. on the other side. Because it's a principle. Yeah. And we cannot escape the principles. You and know, also so change that. Yeah, there's no amendments to the principles. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And that's why, you know, it's interesting when, and, and to go back and forth, but um, that's why when dealing with nationality and birthrights, which comes from the woman, and that's why it's very important who she chooses that she is going to lay down with because when she has sex, uh, you know, like she's creating an entity, be it a spirit or whatever, whether she gets pregnant or not, you know. Talk about it, you... please. Please oh. talk about that. Um, touch on that and talk to the daughters. Explain to them okay. something that they may have never heard before. Exactly, exactly. When they, when you, when they, when you, sec, the sexual energy uh, or the uh, creating energy um, is, a, is the strongest energy, really, well, creating, period, but because it starts in the mind, and everything starts in the mind. You manifest your reality from your thought, really. And so that energy is strong. And when they lay down, you know, it's like who are you laying down with and what vibration are they vibrating on, especially if you do get pregnant. Where are you pulling? Where are you pulling? What energy level are you actually pulling from if you're laying with someone who's vibrating low? And you are vibrating low. Where do you think you're going to pull? But whether you get, again, whether you are impregnated or not with a fetus, you know, which is what which is what Muslim is. It means muscles and limbs and bones and tissues. You still have brought in an energy. And if you don't know who you're laying down with, you know, you don't know what energies you're bringing in. And, and this is absolutely important for the sisters like you said for the young sisters to know I think what has happened is they are going after to satisfy the male the son when you got to fit the script there you know that's not what what it's about we've been taught that sex is you know what you use to get what you want and all the you know I mean you the creating force, you, you get what you want, even in your thoughts. But it's just been a patriarchal society, and it's just spiraled down to an absolute fallen state, absolute fallen state, because be even being here in the flesh 
is a lower vibration, period. And that you'll find when you read chapter one, the uh the um uh, uh what's it called? The creation and fall of man. It's right there. It's right in front of you. So we have to bring our we have to bring our daughters, we really have to bring our daughters up to a higher vibration. But the deal is is that none of it is gonna happen until the woman comes up to to that vibration and starts teaching from the womb because every sister out there, when you have a baby right now while you're building that baby, what you know that baby knows. When that baby comes out, they know everything you know. I know they don't realize that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So imagine the power of 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 knowing that and 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 utilizing that. So again, who are you laying down with? What energies are you bringing? <laughs> and remember, it also says in that same chapter that we lost our 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 heritage because of we were uh, gratifying our lower self. We got to recognize what our lower self actually is. And in the first yeah. chapter, it's, yeah, it talks about the ultimate battle. You know, it, yep. it just simplifies it all. You know, they they yep. take away the myth of the devil, somebody that you can actually point a finger that you think is outside of yourself when you know that there's only one devil, you know, and that's within you, and there's only one God that is also within you. And in this journey called life, that's the ultimate, you know, balancing act of good and evil, God and devil, light and dark, left and right, red and blue, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? It's about dualities, polarities, and man knowing thyself. Well, what do they say in that invocation? Uh, let's see. He make me lie down in green pastures, that's the earth. And although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, because surely the, whatever is in the physical form shall perish, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. So we have to really recognize where we are, why we're here, and find out why we're here, which is what the what, what your astrology chart will do for you, what you what you're supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to be learning, et cetera, like that, you know, and um, and not like because man is mine, so you know Indeed. this is just this is just. But see, this is the problem. People are vested in thinking, and if you ask them that this is the begin all and end all, this is it. They don't know of anything. They they don't see themselves as the spirit, like you said that battle. But you have right. some, yeah, you have some that would say that there is no proof of anything other than this physical existence because I haven't read a book from somebody who came back. I mean, I don't quote me. I this is these. Are mm, I hear you. That I've I heard filter you. into the airways, and but I, you know, yeah, go ahead. They question. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. question the. Omnipotence, or just the the they 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 they're arrogant, you know the arrogance of saying that they can't be anything greater than us or me or a human being in this planet. Oh. We are the pinnacle or the end all be all of all kind of creation and the spirit. You know the it it has no um, existence beyond physical body and I'm like what 
Are you serious? Like, shoot. Tell them to go. Tell them to go to sleep at night and have a dream. Where do they think they're going? Like, exactly. You know. <laughs> and, and I no, wanted I to ask you one question did. though, mm-hmm. real quick before we did go any further about the practice per se of sex because I know on May fifth. Brother Azazel and possibly Majade will be taking that aspect of the lecture and expounding upon it. Um, what I just wanted to know is when you do find somebody of a higher vibration or a frequency that matches your own, and we understand sexual power being one of the most, what you did say, uh, one of the uh, most divine energies on the planet, mm-hmm. do you the the actual practice or act of sex in itself. What are some of the um what are some of the um benefits that will come out of that union? Well, I mean anytime you combine, you know, great energies together and you know, like again it it starts um with yourself and your thought because sex for women is all mental. That's number one. So it starts in the mind, and um, so anytime you combine, you know, two energies that are vibrating at the same place, then, you know, you've got more of that creating energy, whatever it is that you're invoking, because you can invoke, and this is why you have a lot of secret societies, etc., like that, that they have orgies. I mean, that's why they have orgies, <laughs> You know, um, using that that sexual energy to invoke what it is they want. The, the the better question is, what is it that you are invoking? What is it that's that you are really, invoking? Yeah, that's it. That's the question. Indeed. Mhm. Mhm. Because you, can you know, do a lot that. of people say, mm-hmm. you know, I like the JJ or you know Yoni. I'm being I'm being clean tonight. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> My elders, but um, you know they say that they like the way that it feels, and you know I like what I, you know I like doing my thing and whatnot. But you rarely hear people say, you know, I like to create what it is that I want. I like to pull down into the physical realm thought. I like to manifest. You know what I mean? I like to create abundance. Nah, son, I, I love creating abundance with my queen for like, you know, going in for like an hour, building mm. my future. You don't hear people have these conversations, yet still, when you do the research, it's like what you said. It's about the intentions of the participants rather than the, the, the quote-unquote physical material act, which would be considered something of a lower vibration versus what you're doing on the higher vibration in the mm-hmm. higher chakras, that would be beyond the physical feeling of a sensation. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. sensation that you get in intercourse, it would be more of the spiritual aspect of two beings merging and coming together in ways that they will never have ever come together in human in your existence as a human, not through communicating verbally, not through shaking someone's hands or hugging them, or whatever, the only way that you can actually merge and come together to become as one is through that one sacred act right there. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. 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 It's very intimate. Uh, well, I would say first that each person on an individual basis needs to truly know 
understand, overstand, and understand what manifestation is and that they can do that on their own first before they go hooking up with someone else because if, again, if it's not properly made it, you know, you don't know what you're going to be bringing in because if you don't know that you manifest by yourself, with your, the, the seed is the thought. The seed is the thought. The, the the word is the fertilizer, and then it, when you write it, you seal it, and so mo it act so mo it be. So your thoughts are, you know, it's funny because Sister Anita, and I think she might be on the line. We were talking about this. I think it was yesterday. She was saying that she understood what it meant by pray without cease, and and and, and we What's realized that. Eric that uh, it would be uh wow eight oh six eight oh six eight six oh that's her area code yeah all right yeah. all right let me yeah. go ahead and open up her line call it from the eight six zero six eight zero peace call it from the eight six zero six eight zero peace hello hello greetings sir yes peace. yes uh, mm, sorry I was just listening. Okay. Um, because All right. Right, brother. We're gonna open up your line when we go to the callers. We were looking for um one of her guests for the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um okay. let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What it's eight six oh three oh six. Okay, Wait, I, I see exactly it. Call it from eight six zero three oh six. Peace. <laughs> She is. Peace, 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 peace. Greetings, Sister Anna E. Welcome to Northern Lights Radio. All right. I've been listening from the beginning, and uh, um, um, I remember, I remember when you had the first show. I don't remember what date, but I remember. You were there too. (laughs) I was on the call. Yep. Wait, hold on. Matter of fact, we were on your phone. We were on her phone. Wait. You know what, Satu? Yeah. Uh-huh. We were on. We were on her phone making the call. On her phone, because exactly. Because was dead. That's right. There you go. That's right. <laughs> yes. 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 Wow. That's interesting. Yep. Mhm. All good things mm-hmm. come back to those who wait, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yes, but but Ross well, was talking about uh, um, real briefly. I don't mean to cut you. Them. Can you introduce yourself to the audience real quick, um, Sister Anna E, and let them know about the show that you have on a uh, on the Blog Talk Network, that monumental uh, show that you've been doing. Um, well, this is Sister Anna E from at Northwest Amexum, <laughs> and you uh, you know we do we we. We we uh, do a lot of um, uh, which you might call uh, interviews or you know putting the word out on uh, Civil Alert on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9:30 until 11:30. But we also have the Sister Standing on Law, which is on Sundays. Um, what is it? The second Sunday of second every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it is for the sisters because 
you know, there's a lot of people running around and 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 they're they're saying things like, okay, what have you done to uplift fallen humanity? And um, the before you can answer that question, you have to know who is fallen humanity, and fallen humanity is her, because all things come through the womb. So she's got to be first uplifted. So the answer to the question. How have you helped uplift fallen humanity? Is I've helped my sister to wake up. So <laughs> uh, and, um, I've helped my sister, or I have helped my mother, because your mother is any female, be it your biological mother, your mate, or your daughter, or your sister, but that is your mother, because we are all one mother. Um, so we started the sisters standing on law to help wake up our sisters. Sons mm-hmm. can call into, but I mean the sons can listen in, but it's pretty much for the sisters. Mhm. Because they because because there hasn't been a real forum for just the sisters, um, because they you know like. Uh, they have to deal with, <laughs> you know, they, we have to be real careful about when we say things because we know the sensitivity to the brothers and, and, and to sisters as well. But, you know, they'll they'll come out the forums and it's like, oh, the sons are here. I can do this at home type thing. You know what I mean? I get that at home and dealing with some of the things we have to deal with. But but this brings me, this is a perfect time because now I have my sister on the, on the line. We have double, <laughs> double enforcement. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> The scales, hey, we balance. The scales, because we both uh-huh. leave so, you know, we be clinging, you know. And it's funny because, well, I won't say much more about myself, but I'm Libra, 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 Libra all over the place. But um, back to um, the sexual thing, uh, one, of the, one of the real sensitive things is when we tell the sons, and it's, oh, my gosh, they just have such a problem that the fact that, and they'll agree to that fact, but then they still have a problem is that man is 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 the woman because all species are identified by the the feminine not the masculine because they can't reproduce you know and um and we're the self-producing child that's all in all the scriptures all wherever you read whatever religious background you're coming from it's just about the self-producing child so we'll tell them well you know we created you and then they'll they and so we can we can impregnate without you. Oh my gosh, they have such a such a problem. I even had uh, someone tell me, Oh yes. Oh, that makes them feel like, Well, what am I here for? And I even had someone tell me, Well, you know, the woman works with the right sided brain and the man works with the left side and yes, we created it and created the sun from splitting but the problem is is that the woman works with both sides still and she produced or created the sun first, and she did it. You know, you you. She didn't need him to produce him if she produced him, and they'll agree to that. And then what has to happen is we have to maintain that fact and keep the woman on that high plateau. All plateau, although she needs to rise up and recognize these things herself, and that's what uplifting falling humanity is about. That that this is what she does and still does with that fibroid tumors that all these 
these women are having, and they're nothing but attempts at at at, uh, at, at self producing, except that we vibrate too low, and it, it, we can't. You know, most women can't pull that off. So that makes it. I don't know. It makes the sons feel very uncomfortable. I think most of them. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah. No. All right. Indeed. One of I mean, but I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the concept once explained in yes, its proper it context for those but who... But it takes over- a school. It yes. takes lessons and time yes, because indeed. if you just say it, and this is what and this is what I've gotten from sons, when you just say it, it's just so harsh without qualifying it. And in order to qualify it, we're talking about uh, classes and institutions of learning to turn that to what it really is. I don't know. Uh, Annie, you had something you wanted to add to that? Well, yeah. You know, this this information right here, it is so well hidden, and it's hidden so well for a very good reason. Um, because if the truth were to come out, it would correct so many misconceptions and it would no longer have sons at the throat of mother. And so and mother at the throat of sons. And, and, and mother at the throat of sons, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. a, lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the games, that the foreign European aliens have set up. It is all designed for son to attack mother. And but they don't see that. And, and no, and it's and it's so well done. And the whole relationship game it is promoted to keep people always looking for Mr. and Mrs. Wright. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are busy looking for Mr. and Mrs. Wright, you will never, ever be busy looking to find yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, know thyself. <laughs> right. And it and it is absolute, you know. When if we were to really look into our history as a people, what you're going to find is that you always, from the beginning, well, not from the beginning, but you got Moors that are fighting Moors. It's always Moors fighting Moors. Even today, it is Moors fighting Moors. And this is why, um, when you look at these police departments. They're incorporating Moors into the police department to keep it Moors fighting Moors. Because, and, and you know, a lot of times we don't we don't we don't really get into fighting Europeans because it's like a no brainer. It's like, oh, this is like a waste of my energy. <laughs> I mean, because we're master, we're masters at swordsmanship. I mean, we. A no-brainer, but we fighting each other now. That takes some some thought. Some art, yes, 
coming. Take some thought because you know you're you're meeting yourself. So mm-hmm. if the European can always get us fighting each other, we'll mm-hmm. never get to the truth. And once we get to the truth, all of this foolishness that we are participating in immediately goes away. If you look at the media, uh, you know the the the, the um the television. The, the so-called music, no pun, the so-called music that's out there, the, the books, they have us most noble moors, especially the sisters. They are trying to look like Europeans with their facial features. They're trying to convert their hair to be straight like Europeans. Our hair's Our hair curls naturally for a reason. It is our antenna. It connects us to the galaxy of which we are a part of. So Uh the Europeans get us to try to emulate this this dog hair and straighten the antenna so we can't receive transmission. And then they have... You know what, I I don't want to interrupt you, but that's the first lesson that I think that women should know is about their hair and that it's their their antenna. Yeah. And then they have us, there was a time when our code was you never air your dirty laundry. Now everybody's airing their dirty laundry. There's no honor about anything. And the most scandalous things are being put out into the ethers. And then we wonder, oh, gee, why am I not having a harmonious relationship? Because you're, hey, your outer world will be a direct reflection of your inner world. And if you're putting all that trash out there, you can only have... If you put all that trash out there, you can only have a whole lot of trash within you that you need to clear up. So if you want love from the outside, you got to first have love on the inside. The inside. Which means you got to first love yourself. And you know, my father said to me a long time ago, you know, when I was making my transition, because I was in in the initial stages of really you know, stepping out because I had found myself to a certain extent. Not not that I was lost, but I was stepping into my shoes and my father felt that I was, you know, stepping outside of our family protocol, so to speak. And he said Mm -hmm. to me, you know, you don't love yourself. And that stayed in my head for a long time. And I realized Years later, many of us, we really don't love ourselves. We don't even comprehend really what love is. You can't know what love is if you don't first love yourself. Mm -hmm. And love is absolutely unconditional. You're not asking for nothing. You're not looking for nothing. You've got no expectations you tell people, oh, I just want to spend time with you. I have no expectations. They can't comprehend it. But 
that's what relationships are all about. And that's not just intimate relationships, which is a whole nother can of worms. I mean, it's a whole class. It's a whole college course, you yeah. know. But, but it's all of your interactions with any other being. It's supposed to be unconditional. If there's something that somebody told me a long time ago. It says, oh, no one, nothing but love. And that's something that we can all live by. And when it comes to any kind of relationship, we got to first, first, first love ourselves. That is for sure. And and you have to know yourself back to back to that and back to the law. Because yeah. you know, yeah, you gotta know yourself and love yourself. But not not overextended where you know you're 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 vain or whatever because that is uh, one of the greatest sins is vanity, you know that's one of the problems, uh, one of the downfalls, you know because we we erected um, women started idol god worshiping really after herself, yeah. that's exactly who started it, so you know it's but this this thing with um. Oh, man, like you said, it, it is a whole class um, to get to know who you are and to love yourself. And that means that we have to put in order the relationship of the mother and the son because everybody uses that icon because that's all that's really on the planet in terms of human is a mother and son. I'm <clears throat> not including, you know, uh, other creatures or whatever. And that's what exists. So every woman is a mother. And every son is the son of a mother. So he's a ma's son. You know, and that's where you get Mason from. Of course, we know that. But this mating and sex, uh, we didn't really, uh, just, we didn't really have sex with our sons at, a, at, at some point. And that's like a real heavy, I think, for people to really grasp. And, you know, when you, uh, um, here's another huge secret that Europeans absolutely don't want us to comprehend. The whole immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, uh, that whole immaculate conception that's absolutely normal. And it was, and it it is and was very prevalent in that time. Everybody knew the science of that. So immaculate, so called right, accepted it. The so called immaculate conception. It's not a mystery. It's called the science of the number nine. Mm-hmm. But the Europeans don't want us to know this information because. If you truly comprehended the science of the number nine, you wouldn't have a lot of the fighting that's going on. And their their goal is to always keep us fighting because if we can fight each other and take each other out, then it leaves them free and clear to just live off of our estate. Indeed. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. And, you know, really, that's what what it's really all about. And um, the, uh, what is it, the uh, Daughters of the American Revolution. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's truly about, you know, um, is is finding out that even though they may um, mate with one of our sons, does not give them the, the, the inheritance. That's what the whole problem is. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, exact whole because, problem. Um, because that's another that's another that's another um grave misconception that's going on and it is absolutely designed to keep us out of our own inheritance. For example, a lot of people look at Halle Berry, Alicia Keys, um, the brother T I T I's mate. And also, um, there's somebody else, but I can't remember her name right now. All of these females, people look at them and they think, oh, that's a sister. No, that's not a sister. That's a European daughter. Because you are what your mother is. And their mothers are European. But what... <laughs> oh, Red Pill is on it. Oh, he but got what it. What they do is they get our son to hook up with these Asiatic looking females, and our son will turn their family trust, so to speak over to these European females because in a family, the the inheritance always passes through the mother. However, if that particular mother doesn't have a daughter, then it is passed to her son in trust until he has a daughter or rather actually until a female member has a daughter and then it passes to that female, but never passes down through the male line because it's always the mother. So what they do is they trick the son into hooking up with these European look, I mean, sorry, these Asiatic-looking females, and they will pass the inheritance to them not realizing that they're passing their inheritance that's supposed to be for the for the Asiatic Moabite daughter to a European daughter. Mm-hmm. It's absolute infiltration. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we looked up um, in 1910 Webster's definition, I think I had said it in class, of uh, a Moabite. And and it essentially, it actually says it's an officer of the law. So, if if the mother is the officer of the law, then her son is the son of an officer of the law. Because when we say law, it's not just you know what we think is law, because we don't really know what law is. We remember uh, that law is the length, the angle, and the width of all energies, 
uh, that emanate, you know, through the universe, through the cosmos, and then down here onto the earth. And then we we utilize those energies when having sex and when cre- creating a child, however we, we and, do that. And, and on that and note, that, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, on that note, I want to go into the meditation very quickly at the 11-11, and we will uh, commence at 11-14, right? Mm-hmm. So, family, we are going to go into the uh, mantra of Om. Man had me on, and we will return at eleven fourteen.
Roz, Sister NIE. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm here. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. No doubt. So um, I just want to pick up right where we left off. Um, yeah, I was saying what the law was, you know, um, yeah. you know, because the, the, yeah, because the universe is a womb, and then um, all this created the manifest from there, and then in the flesh, um, you know, those energies are all law, all law manifested in the flesh. That's where you get, you know, all law, on leg, leg, on head. So, uh, you know, we we have to really. We really have to um, really. It's, it's, it's a beautiful time that we're looking at ahead, ahead of us for learning, for institutions of learning, and that's what we really should be thinking about because this is mm-hmm. this right here. Is, yes, absolutely, absolutely. No doubt. Uh, mhm. Definitely, I totally agree. Mhm. And I'm glad to be a part of that, you know, or have anything to do with being a part of that and passing it on, um, you know, what can be passed on. Yes, indeed. Definitely. Um, Do you want to do this? Because we do have uh, hands. We have a considerable amount of hands up in the call queue. So, um do you want to take some callers before we reach the 12 o'clock hour? Hold on. Before we do that, because it's only 11.15, and we do have a rare opportunity. We have both of these beautiful, wonderful sisters on the line, and I want the world to bear witness to the brilliance of Anna E. and what she has added on to the, um, you know, to the lexicon and the sword of Moors in defense of these fraudulent systems, I would like for her to speak on what she's been able to extract in regards to the information pertaining to traffic court and why that's so vital, you know what I'm saying, and what exactly does traffic court mean, you know what I'm saying, the semblance between trafficking and traffic court, what are those similarities? What are the keys that this particular, um, you know, that that particular place holds. Wow. <laughs> um, in a nutshell, there is no such thing as traffic court. Keyword there being court. In order for a court to be properly seated, it must have a delegation of authority from Congress. It's right in the con. That's why it's very imperative that people on a whole, especially the Moors, know the Constitution. It is a document that was written by your ancestors. It is the law of this land. If it is a document that's written by your the Moors' ancestors, all those of Asiatic descent, you know, that means that you are the law. So it's each and every one of our responsibility to enforce the Constitution, which means you're enforcing order. Traffic courts, or I should say facilities, doing business as the traffic court. They're unconstitutional. There's only two types of um, 
Issues at law, criminal, and civil traffic court is neither one. They, that means it has no place in law. It is absolutely a revenue generator. Uh, it is unconstitutional because it seeks to extract finance from one group of people and pass it on to another group of people. That's unconstitutional. Uh Um, there's, we as people, we've got to continuously send writs, study. First and foremost, I pray that you study because there's a lot of Moors who are submitting documents and they're not studying. Um, either they're not studying enough or they're purchasing documents or they're just downloading documents and sending it in. There's nothing worse than uh, a Moor who goes into court and demonstrates that you don't even know the laws of your ancestors. Uh That is a travesty. Um, Uh Many of these traffic courts, because of a lot of the work that we collectively Moors are doing, are being shut down. People absolutely do not comprehend the power that they have. We are the power. The power is in the people. But as long as people allow others, especially foreign European aliens, to think for you, you will always get ripped off. And you will always get taken advantage of. I mean, there's so much information available for everyone. The prophet said, if I can just get you to start thinking, you'll mess around and free yourself. I like to add <laughs> Yeah, I see that. <laughs> you mess around and free yourself. There's no reason to be afraid, and there's no reason to... Um, you know, feel that you're inadequate for the task that you're here for. You know, one of the things that I'd I like to say as it relates to relationships is the only reason that we're here is to help correct things. That's the only reason that we manifest in this dimension. If there was nothing here to correct, there would be no one here. We'd be somewhere else manifesting some other paradise or correcting some other galaxy that we're unaware of or in in another dimension, you know, correcting something else. But we're here because there is work to be done and there's things to be corrected. Can I add something, too, because I, I like the way you, you said that, to tell the people not to be um, feel like they're inadequate or whatever, because a lot of people will do that. And then, of course, I know someone's going to say, yeah, well, I did this, and they stopped me. Well, that's what they do. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to ask you to tell about the video that you just saw that you sent to me, but I haven't had a chance, and my son haven't had a, haven't had a chance to look at where the young brothers, and I, that's why I said this for the young yet unborn, I got got stopped. But before that, I, people need to apply the law. Like that's 
it's not belief. You, you, you got to walk out on your faith comes from what you know to manifest, not what you believe. You have to graduate from belief to knowing, and then once you know, then you walk out on the faith of what you know. And that's why, back to what you're saying, Anna E., you have got to study. Yeah. You have got yeah. to study. Yeah. There's, um, it's, it's really not difficult. Just, you know, do not be afraid. Take a deep breath and relax and ask simple questions. Trust me, if you just ask simple questions, you will absolutely be amazed at the response you get because they have the people so programmed that, and I've gone into the courts and I just see people walk in and they're like, okay, how much do I have to pay? Mm -hmm. They don't question anything. They're like sheep to slaughter, cows to slaughter. They're just being slaughtered left and right because nobody asks a question. It's like, okay, if I ask a question, they're going to hit me with a bigger fine. Well, you probably didn't want to pay the initial fine to begin with. So what if they do? But you'll never know until you ask. Ask the question. Who are you? Ask the question. Can you show me the law? Remember, statute, ordinances, and codes on this continent is not law. Can you show me where you have the authority to regulate my actions? Because public servants are here to protect the people. So ask them, aren't you a public servant? Or ask, are you do are you functioning as a private for profit corporation or government? Because government doesn't ask you for finance. Government public servants receive a salary. So if they are extorting fees from you, where's that finance going? Ask them, okay, where's this finance that you're asking me to pay going because don't you get a salary I mean you don't even have to go into a court and ask these questions you don't have to wait for an issue send them a red how many people have ever looked at their, their the driving instrument you know the commissioner signs the driving issue? Well, she doesn't sign it. She's got one of those robo stamps. Or here it's a she. It might be a he where you are. But here the commissioner is a female, and they stamp her signature on the driving instrument. That makes her liable. That means all my questions go to the commissioner. Since you put your signature robo stamped or not on this instrument, then I'm talking directly to you because you're supposed to know. Don't direct me to somebody else. I want the answer from you because at the end of the day, she's the liable one or he's the liable one. We as a people, we have, I mean, look, the uh, trapping court in Philadelphia, that shut down. I just recently heard that the trapping court in 
Michigan. They didn't just shut the traffic court down. They shut the whole court building down. (laughs) (laughs) Done. We as a people, we have got to wake up. It is our responsibility to keep the public servant in check. If you hire somebody to come into your house and sit down, I mean, he's coming to your house and clean it, and they sit on the couch and they say, no. I'm not, listen, get out, get out. I'm going to hold you and con- go to the basement. Put her in the basement. You'll be looking at them like they lost a full mind. Mm-hmm. Why is it mm-hmm. that we allow public servants, keyword servant, to get away with things you wouldn't let a public servant that you bring into your home to clean it get away with. And I hear some of you saying, well, you know, they got people in there with guns. And you got a gun, too. It's called a cell phone, dial 911, and record what's going on. Did you know that 911 cannot hang up until you hang up? Since a traffic court is not a court of record. That means they ain't recording nothing. Now, at law, a lawful court must have a record. They must keep records. So if traffic court ain't keeping no record, then automatically you know this is a setup. This is some bogus stuff going on. They're stealing. Get on your cell phone, dial 911. Start telling them who's around you, what's going on, if they attempt to approach you and it looks like they're going to injure you. Trust me, I've done this. They stop and they track. They pull out their gun. I pull out my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Anna E, calling 911 is so that it can be on the record. It can be on the record. And yep. the court subpoena it or whatever. Or, or, yes, right. you can subpoena it, you can get a copy of it, and you can send it all over the world, especially to the international police called Interpol. They will come and arrest these people. Of course, they ain't going to send you a little thank you note saying, hey, we got them for you. But you will know they disappeared. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's been happening. And, and that's important to to, to note because that's what's been being done and things are being um, taken care of. Like like Annie said, they're not going to like report that on the news or anything like that, but it's happening all around us. And you tell them about the um, video. I'm going to try to get get that down and bring it to class. Not not this week. Oh but. yes, you know, yeah. I so love my. Sons, my young sons. Oh my God, I'm so excited about my young sons out there. Oh, I saw uh, Brother Fonteus, my son, I know he's listening. Fonteus uh, sent me a clip of this young son 
I don't even know where it is. <laughs> he held down five police cruisers and like a half dozen uh, uh, police contractor mercenaries, and um, he was so cool. Had a little tattoo on there, and I mean, he just looked like a little thug, but he was a little thug with some law under his belt. I was like, I love it. I love it. That's all we needed was to get a little bit of law in our sons, and they'd be off the chain. That's right. These three brothers, they held down these five police cruisers, was at they they wanted they going in someplace look like they're going into like a restaurant some sort of store and this Asiatic looking under the Christian the spell of the Christian Crusade police enforcer started asking him for identification and the brother defended himself and then the, the police enforcer asked him. Oh, well, I need identification with an expiration date. And the son said, expiration? Well, man, I don't know when I'm going to expire. Do you know when you're going to expire? I ain't got nothing like that. Held him down. All five of the police contractors had to walk away. They was video recording it. Everybody got these wonderful cell phones that can videotape. And I'm like, well, pull it out because they was videotaping everything, and those police contractor mercenaries, they didn't come, they they were afraid to come near them, and of course, they had to all get in their car and walk away, and at the end of the day, what you notice is they were so pissed because they couldn't do anything. They were so pissed because if you don't know, um, there's another, there's a, I sent it to you, I sent it to y'all. There's another brother, held him down, got him on tape. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, you, see you, said, you, said, you said the brother was using um, some ex- expletives, a little too many expletives, yeah. but. He was a little, he was a little a raw. Grow, no, let me say this, though. There's a growing trend of what I'm seeing nationally and that is brothers from the street with feathers on that are destroying these policy enforcers with the law. Like, they're just embarrassing yeah, them. And yeah. they got the heart, so they're laughing at them. Yeah. The way that they're doing it, they're just clowning them with it. And they're not scared at all. They don't have yeah. no fear in their heart. They're giving them the business. And it, yeah. even out here, you know what I'm saying, in, um, you know, in, in, in the misnomer uh, Los Angeles County, <laughs> the the people that I run into that have a grasp on the law, there's another clip that I sent around where this brother's on the beach and he gave these policy enforcers the business and he had a group of youngins around him. Yeah. Like, it was like I saw that. Yeah. And he, he like you give them the business. He was training the young ones, you know what I'm saying? And they started going in and he just put it on display for everyone to see. I'm talking about he was ragtagging them. And, well, you know, yeah. they, they called all of their buddies over, but you see that they were so humble because they knew that they was being punished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you just said it. 
that's what we're saying. Apply what you know and watch and see what happens, but don't apply emotion at all. Don't yeah. have to point it at. And, and another thing when you're talking about, I saw that one that you're talking about on the beach. Look at those young children. You're going to tell me they didn't, they of course understood what was going on. So if they're young, they're going to bring that into their um, uh, uh, adult the future. And yeah. that's the whole, look, that's the whole point. That's why Prophet Nimble Jirali said, well, it's for the young. Yeah, I'm they, they bore witness to it. You can never in their lifetime convince them that they didn't bear witness to what they did. Same way that with, with my experiences, like you could never convince my brother that he didn't see what I did to those uh, magistrates, you know what I'm saying, September 10th, 2001, and the things that I've seen other malls as well demonstrate who demonstrated properly. Okay, that's the key word. Who put the proper application forth, the proper demonstration, you'll shut them down. And then people won't be having these conversations about what works versus what doesn't. Absolutely. Now, now does that show, like, earlier on you asked, well, why aren't, you know, quote-unquote, moors, because we're all moors, I told you the nation is out there, why aren't they out in the streets? Well, that's a demonstration right there, you know. You know what I'm saying? And you know what else? I also heard you asking that question, you know, because and and it and it's saying it's asking, well, how come the Moors are not out there, you know, demonstrating on the hedges on the highway? One of the things that I'm always saying, especially to the sons and the sisters, put your feather on and put your turban on when you go out in the street. All right. I am always what I call in gear, always. I don't care where I am. I'm always in gear because I'm just comfortable being in my Moorish attire at all times. Mm-hmm. But also the reason why especially more sons need to put their feathers on is because you're the target. You need to put mm-hmm. your feathers on so you are never, ever mistaken for anything other than the more. Then you got that fuzz on your head, and they know, hmm, he might know a little something. Or they might, why are you out in public with that fuzz on? Because, see, all these Europeans and some of these unconscious boys, they be in the back room with their fuzz on. Yes, they do. They wondering why you out in public with yours on. Because that's where you're supposed to be. Because you're a more of this continent. This is your homeland. This is your stomping ground. This is your inheritance. This is your home. So we need to be out on the street demonstrating it. When I walk down the street, I should see a sea of fezzes and turbans. I shouldn't be wondering, well, where's my family? Yep. So I feel at this point. Sea of turbans and feathers. And and you know what? I was listening to Valahara, one of the DVDs that she talked on, and she talked about the Godfather 2. And in the Godfather 2, there's <laughs> some moors walking around on Ellis Island. They ain't trying to get in or out. They're just walking around. And I was like, wait a minute. i got to go back and look at that. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, there's some moors walking around. I mean, it, it's not a sea of fezzes, but they there. 
I'm walking down the street. I don't see one fed. <laughs> I might because see now if I'm in New York, I'll see a bunch of turbans. <laughs> but I don't see no pheasant. That's got to stop. We got to be in our national attire as much as possible. Now, some people may not know how to dress, but you can always dress your head. Because you don't never want to be mistaken for anything other than a more. Hmm. And you and 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 also, you know, the, the things that been going out on a very regular basis regarding the Moors and how versed we are in law, and how we will go toe to toe. We're not trying to we're not trying to um, you know, show you up, but listen. If you're bold enough to step to me, then you better be bold enough to go toe-to-toe with me when it comes to the law. And a lot of these police, contractor, mercenaries, they are finding that, well, you know what, we're going to leave these moors alone because they know a little bit too much of the law than us. But they're testing others, though, because they're vampires. Yeah. And, and, and all of this, this is very important. All of this activity that's happening now on this conscious level and this actual application of the law and enforcing and exercising the rights is absolutely taking food off the plate of these Europeans because mm-hmm. they, they don't they don't they don't create anything. They live off of our virtues and our ignorance at the same time. So as as the consciousness is raising, they're losing they're losing food. So you better believe that when you come in there and you encounter them, you better be on your dean. You better know yeah. what to say. Just like these brothers uh, tonight, because, you know, you sent it to me, but I haven't had time to look at it, and I know you saw it. But like you were saying that they said, well, we want, we want an identification that has an expiration date. The brother was basically saying that that which is law is that identification does not expire. So, you know, mm-hmm. he took it to another level because he was comfortable with it. He says, well, I don't know when I'm going to expire. Do you know when you're going to expire? You know, his answers were not flippant. They were matter-of-fact, so, And you got to know what, what to say. A lot of, a lot of why um, people who don't know what to say is because they proclaim their nationality because that's absolutely in written form, but they've never declared it. Because declaring it comes from within, and then you begin be, being who you are. They've done the paper chases, et cetera, like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, we know that we put that information on the site because we know for those who are going to use it properly, it was worth it. And those who aren't are going to just go through the fire until they get it right, or they're going to be fodder. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be on your dean now. Like, in other words, how long have we been saying, you know, Right, rich, you know, Prophet Nubadur Jawali even said it enforced the Constitution and it didn't happen. Well, now, issue is your issue eight is where we're at. Right. And, you know, the, and, the, and the point that I was making with the attire is when you are dressed in your national headdress or your national clothes or you are in gear, as I put it, you are on the hedges and the highway. Because as you move through your day to day travels, Trust me, somebody's going to pick up on that energy because it ain't about speaking the word necessarily. It's about once you raise your energy, your raised energy raises others. Mm -hmm. So 
as you go through your day, you you are on the hedges and the highway. And um yes. and and the other thing that I just want to end with in terms of the whole traffic situation is um as we segue back into the topic, mm-hmm. um the police contractor mercenaries they actually work for municipalities. And those municipalities, the CEO, so to speak, of those municipalities is the mayor. So then the question that people need to ask or direct in written form to their to the respective mayors of those corporations is where did you get the authority to hire mercenaries because they're guns for hire? Where did you get the authority to hire mercenaries to kill, steal, and injure me? Because he's accountable for them. So put those mayors on the spot and make them account for that action. And then where are they? He's getting paid a salary to protect you. Why would he go and hire a mercenary to then turn around and steal? murder and injure you in any way, shape or form and then pay them out of the finance he's getting from you. That, my friends, are called is called treason. So we need to send our writs to these mayors. Oh yeah, you know what if you do that you put you put them on blast, you know, because That's right. you know, it's interesting you say that because they set up these tribunals and these so called courts that are not courts and they send you something to tell you to report there and then you come and report there as if, you know, you're really in some lawful venue. And if they say do it and you do it, then you're going under that jurisdiction without any challenge or any question. So what you do is is you're right, you know, you call you know, get to that mayor and make those people who are responsible because they don't know. And if you don't, if you don't complain, well, I won't say they don't know. But if you don't make any noise about it, and and, and the same thing applies with the international community because the internet Interpol are the as what did they say the police that police the police. But That's if right. nobody is complaining, they're thinking that hey, we're down with it. We don't speak yep. up for ourselves. Nobody can speak up for us. That's right. So for those people who say, well, you know, I remember those days. Well, let me see you do it. Does it work? You know, and all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah, it's working for sure um, because it is what it is. And it's really kind of it's kind of over now. They're only ca- The only people they're really catching are those who really don't know how to walk, you know, and handle themselves really. I, I, well, I, I guess I can't really say that they're the only ones because, you know, remember, they are vampires and they will try to suck your blood if you, in any way that they can. So you have to protect yourself. Yes, yes you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. But shout out to everybody that's out there standing on this square, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not folding and basically demonstrating and seeing for yourself because, like Blue was saying earlier, once you see it, there's no turning back. Once you see them fold, <laughs> it, everything everything changes. It's like being in the Matrix. 
once you see once you see it for what it is, you see that it's an illusion. When when you find the wizard behind a curtain, like it, it wakes you up to a reality that you never knew existed, and then the true world, you know, truth begins to reveal itself. And, you know, family, truth is not just a word in a dictionary. It's a reality. It's a consciousness. You know what I mean? It is It is an energy, you know, and it's all around you. And it's, it's omnipotent, you know, and omnipotent, you know what I'm saying? So things begin to unravel themselves. You begin to meet people. You begin to see things. You'll go online to search for music and run into information that will just open you up to a rabbit hole of a whole lot of information and you'll find yourself in class on Wednesday. This is how this works. <laughs> so, you know, when, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? And I'll put it in the chat room. When you have the mothers, the mamas, you know what I'm saying, calling for her sons to stand up and to fight and to represent who they truly are and to honor their mother and their father, then you know they will truly arrive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, yeah. so it's that time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that time. Um, I'm of the uh, illustrious, industrious breed of Moors who, you know, I'm working towards the uh, to manifest the, um, to resurrect rather, the whole commercial merchant aspect of our empire. Um, globally, though, you know what I mean? Not on a local level, but my aim is to take my brothers and sisters around the world to do commerce and to, uh, pick, you know, to begin to empower themselves by claiming their resources and their real estate, things of that nature. So, you know, I believe that this oh, yeah. period that a lot of us went through is just sharpening another sword. You know, it's just a, it's mm. preparation for something that's going to be so much, you know, like we'll 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 sit down and laugh at what we had to do in traffic court because at the end of the day <laughs> we're gonna be delegating estates and land and things of that nature, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, because the prophet said as a as a warning as one of his statements is that it's all gonna end up back in the hands of the Moors. I mean, it's in the hands of the Moors anyway. They just don't yeah. know. It. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you think about that, you know that we got a lot to learn to teach government to our own. Forget about them. We got to teach it to our own. To our own, indeed, indeed, definitely. We have to start with home first. But I want to go to these callers because the hands are still up, and I don't want the, uh, the 12 o'clock hour to reach us if we didn't open up the lines. Family that's listening on your laptops, uh Call-in number is 347-637-2135. We have 10 more minutes for the live stream. Uh, I encourage you to call in because we do have a number of hands that are up in the uh, call queue. We want to try to get to them before the night is over. So the call-in number, once again, is 347-637-2135. I'm going to go to our first caller for the night, and that's the caller from the 860-680. Peace. Welcome back, brother. Yes. Hello, Queen. My question to y'all is, and particularly you said that these um, celebrities from Holly Berry to Alicia Keys that came out of the womb of a white woman, what does it go 
but in regards to black women giving birth in front of a um you know a white man giving birth what did you say
whatever, because she's the immaculate conception, even to this day. So this is just another way to divide up mother and son. That's interesting. That is interesting that you broke that down because of the, the, the incorrect biology that, you know, that the child comes from the seed of the uh, of the male. That's not true at all. It's from her egg. That's why whatever the mother is is what the child is. That's right. Well, there but, was, and, and, and then the, one other thing, you know, um, do you, okay, let me ask you this just, just so that I, I get clear. Okay. When you read the um, history books that are written by Europeans, do you believe that history? No, I don't really much read much. All right, on all right, history. all right. Uh, you don't. I don't need to go any further. Now, if you don't believe the history book, why do you believe the biology book? Well, in they're my both lies. Well, we know everything's a lie until um, you go into the book and try decipher which is the truth and which is the lie. But all of this mostly, um, you're not gonna get most of the truth bold face in any literatures that's written by Europeans. Sometimes they might just put here, there, there, but they try to put as much lie as possible in their literature. Mm-hmm. I think there was one book called um, H.G. Wells' book that I've never gotten, but from what I hear, they said that is like a like a good example of pure lies from his perspective. And that book was written like almost eighty or almost eighty years ago. Well, well actually, they, they, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Uh, some of the writings that were written 80 to 100 years ago, I guess depending on what you're getting, has more truth in them than than they do now. Even the oh, European is telling to. Because everything they know, they really start from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Especially when it comes to genetics, because we're the ones who created them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah, because usually it's the same thing when I was trying to understand even the even their existence or their creation. At times, I always find it's the mystery saying that the same occult science that they took to try to I don't know because of tragedies or catastrophes try to rebuild back the race from my memory. My memories are that bold. That crazy people. But that's the only that's the only reason why they're around because they were created. Because throughout even Let's say in space, if they go out of space right now, their bones start to deteriorate from the darkness of the um of outside of space. So they don't have they, to go in space; they can just go so, outside under the sun and they'll oh, deteriorate. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. But the reason why I bring <laughs> it up because it's, yeah, no, because it's like I said, because even the sun and even outside of the universe doesn't even like them, and it always brings a question. Is the universe racist to them, or is just even nation that did not even not not racist, not racist. Listen, there's only one race on the planet, and that is the human race. And you need to really remember this: the human race and different nationalities that are within that. So it's not a matter of races. As we got to get that out, and and it's not that the sun doesn't like them that they are not um, 
born of natural processes, if you will. They they come from uh, the laboratory and the mixture. And they've evolved and come a long way, but, you know, it is what it is. And so, you know, if you read in the scriptures, Malachi chapter 4, it kind of really explains it to you. It says the son, S-U-N, not S-O-N, S-U-N, of righteousness shall return. Yes, in there, chapter 4, that's the last book before of the last of the uh, Old Testament. Before revelations, it says the sun, as you went of righteousness, shall return with healing in its wings, and all those who do evil will be burnt like stubble, but ye shall go out like stall fed calves. And I never really understood that part at first, but that is mm-hmm. the first shall be last, the last shall be first. We will, we're going to be fine, but those who are not meant to live on the surface of this earth will not be here, and and that includes well, uh, us too if we if we. Keep poisoning our bodies. Hey, Cole, I want to thank you for your call. We do have to attend to the other hands in the call queue. But um, okay. thank you, indeed. Look to hear for from peace. Thank you. All right. All right, we have a caller from the 704-779. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Greetings. Greetings. How you doing, brothers? All is well. Can you hear me? Got it. Yeah. yeah. Are you there? Yes, we are. Peace. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, listening to the uh, speak in reference to the um, uh, the birth of man not being made. I guess the immaculate conception. I want to take and break that down for me a little bit. Um, please forgive me of my ignorance, but um, you know how can um, entity been created without Sperm and a woman eggshell. Well, any you can break it down, but I'm just going to tell you about that sperm. The sperm you have is the sperm that we gave you, which is a piece of our egg. And we created the son first. That's the first production. So of course, we didn't need him to produce them. And women are, and men and uh, humanity is the self-producing child. So women can produce themselves without. I think the sister just explained it. She can go into it again. When she said that the egg only needs an electrical spark in order for it to begin. In other words, all women are born, all little girls are born with enough eggs in, in their womb from birth to create a nation of people. So the egg is what is 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 where the child is the, the, the all it needs is a spark of electricity. We're electric, we're electric, magnetic, chemical, divine, and spiritual beings anyway. So it needs a spark of electricity in order for that egg to begin. And I think that's what you were explaining, right? Is that any well, um, has this been uh, not to sound devil's advocate or anything of that nature? I'm just trying to get understanding. I'm sorry, but um, okay, has this been no, has fine. this been has this happened recently? Proven? Over and over again yeah. in studies. Or yeah. that it's, it's happening right now. It's happening right now with women who are what they call fibroid tumors. I know for a fact. I have a friend that's a doctor, and also you can read up on it. The fibroid tumors are attempts at, at women in self and reproducing, um, but we are vibrating uh, low at this time. But um, when they talk about the immaculate conception as well, mm-hmm. or 
the uh, mirror. Okay, the miracle sun. I, okay, I'm going to explain this, and then Annie, you can add on. The miracle okay. sun. You've heard of that, right? All right. No, I so the miracle heard. sun is because he, he, he every huh? He said he every, hasn't heard of the miracle sun. Yeah. All right. Well, well the listen, miracle I'm listening sun. Intently. I'm listening intently. All right. The miracle sun. All right. Um, is the fact that uh, there is no such thing as a male egg in nature. Period. It does not exist. So you yourself and everybody listening that are male specimens um, came from an egg which is feminine. That's female. What we said earlier, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, the chicken that laid the egg is female, and the egg itself is feminine. So, therefore, there is no debate at all. So, so that egg that's feminine, in, in the mother's womb, around 17 weeks, somewhere in the first trimester, she transmutated that female, which, which, is, which is what you were from that egg, which everybody is, into the male specimen, and that is what is called the miracle sun, and that's a very honorable position to have. Um, Any, did you want to add something to that? Nope, that's good enough. <laughs> All right, uh, I have another question, uh, separate, if you guys have the time. Um, mm-hmm. In in reference to, I'm sorry about that, that's my bird. In reference to generating a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, what constitutes making that manifest? All right, what kind of steps? I'm, I'm just your diet. I'm, your diet. Your um, consciousness level. Now, I know you want to add to that because you know that's your your field as well. Um, well, I mean, feel like for me, for a brother like myself, okay, I, I'm I'm not perfect. I have my imperfections. Um, I'm looking to try to increase my vibrations levels, but I don't have to know how to get it done. But I'm looking, well, I'm seeking, I'm seeking some never, information. You're never going to really rise, um, vibrate higher than a woman. All, you know, as far as these conversations that we're having and uplifting, following humanity, uh, no nation rises higher than its woman. And no son vibrates higher than uh, the, 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 the mother or, or the womb. But you can, once the woman rises, her vibration and begins to bring the children in at a higher vibration, um, uh, then it, it, it'll become automatic. Oh, what if I'm single? Well, it doesn't have anything to do if you're single. Didn't you come from your mother's womb? Correct. But in regards All right. to me... So you're not, it, you're not going to have no child anyway. You're not going to have a child anyway because you don't have a womb to have a child. So you're going to be assisting or whatever, you know, and be what we call... Uh, Husband, which is a house binder, that's where that word comes from. So you're not going to have a child anyway. So th- what you have with you, that's a very good um, um, view that you have because uh, whatever you have is be- is because your mother gave it to you. If you are a son of light, if you're one of the sons of light, it's because your mother gave you that light. So you know, and my father would have, you, my you, father would have, my father wouldn't have anything to do with that. Uh, no, your father wouldn't have anything to do with how your mother made you because your father didn't make you, your mother did while you were in the womb for those uh, nine solar months and ten years. She nurtured me. 
she, she didn't just nurture you, she built your body. That's what's called um, Solomon or the Grand Architect, which is she, it's a code, built Solomon's temple, which the temple is the body, and Solomon is the soul of man, body, temple. And she did it in the darkness and the silence with no hands and no tools. So your father had nothing to do with that. Who made you? Your mother did. And and at the same token, she can also she can also bring you she can bring you to demise right there too. That's why it's important that the women raise their vibration so that they won't do that to the children that they have. Because she can destroy you. Because what she does, where she goes, what she eats, what she smells, feels, touches, whatever, whatever vibration she's around, absolutely affects you while she's building you, no doubt. That's another important thing for the young sisters to know. Because they're building the temple. Okay. Uh, thank you for your time. That's what kind of like a deep, a little bit over my head. As far as my <laughs> level of understanding. It's not deep. It's fine. You know, um, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get to get some information here. And uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Well, maybe you'll come out to the to the thing on uh, Sunday in Brooklyn. What's the territory? Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm nowhere in New York. I'm originally from California, but I currently reside in uh, Charlotte. And um, oh, all right. I, I was really when I was listening to when I was listening to the show. I was really really in tune to. You started talking about vibrations and um, really attaining that 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 level there, but well, brother, we have well, some good news. We have good news for you. Um, continue to listen to the show. We may have it to where we'll be streaming some of the uh, classes that Sister Rosmariah Bay, Sister Anna E, and Brother Tosh Tariq Bay give every Wednesday. We may be having that on the network, so everybody will be you. We'll all be in class together, and we'll all be able to get a. Uh, yeah. We'll be able to benefit off of this information right from our phones and our computers. So yeah, we're working and, you on. Know, and the, and the, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. The information right. that you guys have provi- been providing about astrology, I think I find that very intriguing. Um, I do have a, a strong sense of. Uh, Understanding of myself, but no, no real proof. I always knew that something wasn't right, and how we got hit in the head, and we got lost with the information. And I just, somehow, when I was in my teens, I knew that it was this magical power, but it was like a thought that I had in my head. And now that you know, I had a brother told me told me about your show. I tuned into it, and I'm hearing all this information. It's thought provoking, and um, so you know, I'm just I'm just listening, and I'm trying to get more information so I can get out on the right path. Or more, as you said, how I said it is a more empowered path. Yeah. Well, as Thank you said, you. if I can get you to thinking, you'll free yourself. So peace and love. Exactly. I want to thank you for your call, and um, continue to listen and check out the archives because we do have a lot of information stored up for specifically for you. All right. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. No doubt. Peace. All right. Let's go to the nine one four five seven three. Call it from the nine one four five seven three. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace. All right. Call it from the nine one four five seven three. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. I will get back to that caller. I have a caller from the seven one eight seven one two. Greetings. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hello. Yes. Hello. 
Oh, wow, that's wonderful. I'm actually on. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Good evening Indeed. to everyone on the line. Good evening. Yeah. You know, I'm just walking into a whole new um, phase in my life, and this is just beautiful what I heard tonight. I fell asleep, and then, because I, I kept you on speakerphone, and then somehow I woke up just in time for her to speak about the egg. And, you know, even though it's new information for me, it's not new. Somehow it resonates as my art. Yes. So it is so beautiful, and I would love to have a connection with this sister. So I was listening for information to be able to connect with her. So that's the first part. I just oh. wanted to make that statement. The most important thing is, um, you know, today I was listening to the news about Jason Collins. And um, just listening to that, whole announcement about being gay and so on was just kind of the gestalt of what I've been looking at that's going on in this universe right now. And I just wanted the sister to speak to that because I'm thinking, is it me or is something out of balance? I mean, when we have a president that congratulates this experience and people are encouraging and it's a great thing, I'm thinking, well, why not? Why am I I'm not resonating with that and feeling that and seeing these things? Something seems very out of order. It's like everyone is catching this like the 24-hour flu. It's a diversion. It's a diversion because there's no such thing as gay rights. We're all human, and every being is simply man is woman. Man is woman, and... um. You know, the sons of sons of 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 of, of man, and every being that is um, manifested through the womb is simply a gradient of the womb of the woman, and there's just different gradients. And then we don't when we talk about this earlier, you don't want to get confused with someone's sexual preference, and then say, well, you know, we have a right. I mean, that's it's 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 just you know not taking anything away from anybody and their sexual preference. But to say that this is some gay movement and gay rights is an absolute diversion because it's about human rights. It's not about, I mean, it's just about rights for all people, regardless of what it is that they do. So that's that's my take on it. Okay, and is this act a normal act? Because I, I kept thinking, well, you know, I'm not a very religious person, but just reading biblical scripture, I haven't seen where the Most High has signed off on this. And I thought well, of sodomy and Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot's wife looking back and becoming a pillar of salt. And I'm thinking if this is a normal act and a behavior, how come it doesn't produce or recreate a human being? Something, well, let, you know. Let me tell you the history. This is a good question. Let me just give you a brief on the history of that. Um, when, 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 when we created the Albion, and women always vibrate higher than the males, and the Albion women were in the concubines of our more sons, and the the males were literally placed into the caves of Europe or the hills of Europe, and they actually had no women. 
All right, this is during the experiment mm. that we did. This is during the experiment that we did. So the European male absolutely got involved in and got comfortable and is a little bit on the on the whole because there's always exceptions uh, more comfortable with bestiality and sexuality. I mean, in homosexuality, um, with you know, they're more comfortable with that. But it came as a as a result of you know the process, and so this is also why the European women are on our sons like you know white on rice because as you <laughs> said, it's in the DNA, and we need to really understand that so that we cannot hate and. And, and say, you know, silly things like, well, why is she, why does she want to be with, you know, like that. We have to understand our history to know where we came from. And so with that, we kind of get the uh, origins, if you will, of that. And without us knowing who we are, we get all intermingled in it. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. I, right. Makes sense. I hope that helps. Yes, it does uh, tremendously because I was feeling along the lines of the identity with the oppressor. You take on his ways and um, you lift that that consciousness. Now, how can I get in in contact with you? Because you're in New York and so am I. Well, we have classes. We have classes. Uh, You have have myself and Sister Anna Eat on the line. She comes down to the class now at least once a month, twice a month. and uh, we have a sister standing on the law class once a month, every second Sunday. But through that, you can get in contact by going on rvbaypublications.com, then go to the sister standing on the law, and there's an email there that you can send in, a, a form where you can kind of like fill it out and, and, and email it to um Sister Sintasa, civil alert, and she, uh, and and through that and through her, you can actually um, give her put what your interest is uh, or whatever your message is, and we would trust that maybe you would start listening to the sister standing on the law. In fact, you can go on there and hear. I advise every sister to go on there and hear the intro class as to what the purpose and meaning of that class is for women. Okay, so that's Red Victor Baby Publications dot com. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Thank that you so correct. much. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. And brothers, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate the time when I'm able to tune in because I really do get a lot of great information. And Thank bless you. all of you. Thank, Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let's go to the caller from the 516-881. Is that our brother Cosmo? Peace. Peace, Lord. This is indeed the Cosmo class. <laughs> Peace to the Lord. whole panel, to the to the beautiful sisters that came on to teach us today. I'm um I'm I'm a practitioner when it comes to cosmophysics, aka astrology. I'm all for it, Mama, and I'm glad you dropped that jewel because a lot of people have a misconception. They look at the sun or the ascended, and they leave it. You know, there's a whole chemistry going on that they need to pay attention to to determine the, the energy exchange between them. <clears throat> but I have a, I have a, a, a few questions for you regarding the advocacy of parthenogenesis. Right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about the idea that 
the biology is being mistaught and that a woman can produce all by herself. Well, where is the child? Where are the children? They, are, they come from such, one question. Second, you say that fibroid tumors are uh, naturally a result of that capacity, but because we are in a degenerate state that that is not able to manifest. We had an expert last week on Nova Ledge say that uh, uh, a few weeks ago, Sister, uh, Sister Afua, Queen Afua, said the fibroid comes from mucus, that is a disease and a scourge. And uh-huh. I would like to know where this information is derived. Okay. Well, that's, let me that, let me. Uh, I'll answer. I'll answer you. First of all, there's okay. um there there there's probably different types of fibroids, and um, I can't speak for what. Sister Afua was speaking of, um, but I can guarantee you uh, I have people that I have uh, associated with who are in the field as doctors of um, <clears throat> of uh, gynecology and, uh, you know, um, obstetrics and gynecology, and they are meeting to try and discuss uh uh, or try to figure out what that is because these fibroids that we're talking about, I'm sure there's fibroids that can be created from mucus, I'm sure of it, but these fibroids that we're talking about are absolutely made out of skin, hair, nail, and teeth, which is, you know, part of the human constituency. Those are the fibroids that I'm talking about. And okay. they don't necessarily put that out there. 